Yo, what's up? Welcome to day three of the Yoki Beast Game of the Year discussions. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing. Addy Oye joining me today is Ian Prichel. What's up, Ian? Life is pain. Awesome. We also have Alex Van Aken. What's up, Alex? What's up, y'all? Just had a McCafe caramel mocha. I'm good. We I'm also good. have Moises Tavares. What's good, Moises? This cannot continue. And rounding, rounding us all out, unfortunately, we don't have Brandon, but we do have the sexy boy, Nato Johnston. What's good, Nato? I want to reach into Alex's soul and tear it out and eat it just to fill my energy level back up. Just to feel something, you know. Those yeah. are all great intros. I, I really liked all, all, all of those. <laughs> they, they range from like very happy and Alex has been to too positive. Dark. Like I want to eat that soul so I can feel that positive. I morning. want some of that to radiate onto me too because I could really use it right now because, man, it's been quite a, f- a couple of podcasts, hasn't it, guys? It has. Our record label misfits just did like it. I didn't realize how <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it got until I was editing the uh, day one podcast and Alex said the words Persona 5's uh, sound soundtrack sounds like it was mixed by high schoolers <laughs> and then he said that the, sorry, then he also I said the Persona that. 5 soundtrack is not good uh, for those listening I I apologize on behalf of OK Beast I. Uh, I don't know what got into him. I I'd like to believe he was just having a, a bad night. Um, and he a, yeah, he had a bad batch of cocaine. He had a bad I batch just like of cocaine. Music. He had a bad batch of that Clivy B in his mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, OK Beast Game of the Year discussions oh are where all of the OK Beast crew uh, comes together and we discuss various games among various categories and we award the best of the best. Today is day three. If you like the show, subscribe to us on your streaming service of choice. Visit OKBeast.com for um, all of our Game of the Year content and follow at OKBeast now on Twitter and Instagram. This is the last day. This is the final of the final. That means our categories for today are best new character, best loot box system, best narrative, and top 10 games. And we're going to do all those games uh, in order. We're going to arrange them in the order of the top 10. And that should be a, a great time. Um, before we get started on this first category, though, I want to thank you guys uh, for doing this podcast. I think it's been a good two podcasts, three podcasts now. Uh, and I appreciate all of you. Uh, mm-hmm. I figure I should spread some love before we spread all this hate real quick. Also, real quick. <laughs> real quick. Uh, if you've liked our, our Game of the Year deliberations and want to hear our personal top tens, uh, stay tuned for Pixel Pulse Radio. I think it'll be coming out um, tomorrow, tomorrow after you hear this. Uh, and we'll and I'll sit down with everybody and we'll all talk through our top ten games of the year. So yeah, and that should be a lot more positive. Than oh yeah, last yeah. It's not going to be like only be individuals. Just... It'll be one on one as opposed to all of us in a group. Yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. just be us sharing our favorite games and what we liked about them. No arguing. But yeah. Or yeah. we'll argue with each other mm-hmm. inside, yeah. internally. Mm-hmm. What yeah. What do you so mean? Wait, so I want to go back real quick. Mm-hmm. I want to go back real quick to when Blessing called Randy. Uh, no, no, Randy, he called it uh, Cliffy B cocaine. So if you had to have a developer represent <laughs> one drug, obviously Randy Pitchford is weed. I'm smoking that good, good Randy Pitchford. <laughs> oh, no, I feel like Mark Cerny might be weed. But I'm saying it yeah, sounds fucking good. Mark like, Cerny dog, pass is me that oh, good, weed. Pass me that good, good Randy Pitchford. Gotcha. Like, oh, yo, you on you on too much of that Cliffy B? You know what I mean? Yo, you, yeah. <laughs> you ever uh, shoot up some Kojima? Oh, oh, that'd be, okay, that, that's that'd a three. Like, nah, man, but I'm all about that <laughs> EA. There you go. I'm, I'm, or Yoko Taro. Oh, dude, I'm or all Yoko, about that Yoko Taro. Yo, yeah, let Yoko, me get some of that super Yoko giant. Yoko Taro is like, uh, what, what is it? Uh, it's like, what's the one that a house, a house does in, in the show House? 
pills. Uh, opioids, yeah. He's like opi- opioids or opi- something. Opi- opioids. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the uh, other day... Um, what's, what's Joseph Farris then? Oh, he oh, is. He's, oh, he's, he's meth. He's definitely meth. He's meth. He's rock bottom. Yeah. Yo, the other day, though, my drug man dropped off some Neil Druckmann, you know? Oh, okay. That's a good one. That's a bar. That's a Jaden Smith line right there. You know what that you know what Neil Druckmann is? Druckmann. Druckmann. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be real sad. Oh. He dropped off some roofies. Oh that's Aww. that's those are those, those, I would say that Ox. doesn't represent the views Ox of OK Beast. That rec, rep, uh, represents Ian Prichel, everybody. Uh by the so way, sorry, uh, sorry about yesterday. Uh, I had a massive migraine because I was, I guess, staring at computers for so long that I literally went to bed uh, with the worst migraine I'd ever had in my entire life. Oh, are you? Are you better well, now? You though? certainly complained about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm fine now. It's just like okay. my eyes are. I, I have. I, I need my special <laughs> eyes. Yeah, I was getting worried towards the end of the podcast. I was like, man, Ian. Ian sounds like he's dying. And <laughs> I, I was. It's just like, again, like my eyes are like really sensitive. So like. It literally halfway through the podcast, my eyes were hurting so bad that I had to go and get some medicine. But I'm good now. Mm. Jesus, you should yeah, get some yeah. gunners. <clears throat> I I do have like a variation of gunners, but I, I lost them like last week. Yeah. <laughs> Just think, this is what irrational passions feels like every week. <laughs> what a lot! What a long podcast about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> those, these are the views. These are not. Those don't represent the views. Of okay, beast. <laughs> Just that kidding. Shut off the mouth of Ian Prichel. Uh Let's get into best new character. So. The list we have is Prince Sidon of Breath of the Wild, Tiba oh. of Breath of the Wild. Wait, Hestu. so is this is this best or most fuckable? Because I'm trying to this fuck is, that fish. Man, let me tell you about this girl. Never mind, actually. Uh, Hestu of Breath of the Wild, Futaba also, of Persona Teba, 5, not Tiba. Makoto of Persona 5, Pascal of Nier Automata, 9s or 9s from Nier Automata, Gregory or Greg Lee from Night in the Woods, May Borowski of Night in the Woods, Min Min from Arms, Twintel from Jesus Arms, Rookie from Rookie Greentail from Pyre, Faye from Pyre, Sinua from Hellblade, Aloy from Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn, Sayori from Doki Doki Literature Club, Monica from Doki Doki Literature Club, Super Spech from Wolfenstein 2, Lucky Yo, Chloe from Tekken 7, Cuphead from Cuphead, Cappy from Super Mario Odyssey, Rachel Amber from Life is Strange Before the Storm, and oh sorry two more rabbit peach from mario and rabbit's kingdom battle and hollow knight from hollow knight cool off the bat <sighs> can we cut the arms characters i think so yeah, we don't have saying? yuri uh wait sorry i think we just all cut at the same time can we cut out the the arms characters is what i said yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, I'm the only one arguing for it because I'm the only one who has a who has any love in their heart, and that's why the only reason <laughs> the only reason why I loved arms. So my I favorite like thing was you're just one YouTubers of those big ass, reactions. Those thick ass butts. Oh yeah, they I did liked have big asses, didn't they? Twin tail, yeah. So did Minnie. Oh, what's no? What's her name? Uh, what's her name had a big ass. Um, one second, she looks like Rihanna. Wait, Twin tail. It's Twin tail. Yeah, characters. That's not. I, these, these are. I feel. Oh, it is Twin Tail. Okay. Yeah. It is Twin Tail. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's Twin Tail. Yeah, she got a fat ass though. Okay. Uh, these are the yeah, views of Ian Prichel, not of OK Beast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to reach out to Ian, it's at Ian White on well, Twitter. Well, look, I, I'll defend him in this in this perspective. We're we, we're all talking about how fuckable Prince Sidon is, and we can't talk about no arms characters. Well, here's the thing. Would you specifically point out the black arms characters having having a fat booty? Then it turn it 
people people Prince listening. Prince Sidon's got that nice ass, and he's a take fish that person. A, a different right? way. What are you trying to say? I'm not allowed to like no fish person. No, you can like you, you can think, like you, you can do like you them think fish. That if C- do you think if Sidon was a human, what race he would be? He'd be white. He'd be white for sure. No, really? no, he I think not. he'd be he'd Middle be, Eastern. Yeah, I was about to say pr- Middle Eastern as well. Prince like Sidon would look like um like Aladdin character. He would look like Archer from Riverdale. I saw I saw a character from Boulder, like, Colorado. Uh, I saw someone design his human design, and he ha- had like light brown skin and red dreadlocks. I thought that was cool. Mm. Yeah, that's anyway. Cool. I think I'm we can cut nines unless anybody else has. No, I like I it. I like nines, nines as a character, but I I like. I would nines cut as a Pascal before like, I would cut nines. Really, I love yeah. Pascal, dude. I love. Nines. I think I think they have the exact opposite things you want out of a best new character because like nines has like the design of a cool new character, but I feel like he his like his arc is interesting, but he's not as emotionally deep as Pascal's um like arc. Yeah, that's tr- personally. Mm-hmm. I think that them together are like a cool new grouping of characters, but I would actually rather have um what's her name on here. Two B. Uh, what's a spoiler? A two. Two A. Two A. Yeah. A two. A one sauce. A one steak sauce. Yeah. <laughs> what makes so what makes go, A two? Let's go through this for a second. For, mm, from yeah. the Breath of the Wild characters, which ones are like your definite? Yes, you need. Teba. I don't think any of them. Te- Teba is actually like I just saw a video which of him again. So y- I wish that he is notoriously he bad with names. So who's Teba? He which is the he's white the bird. That he's the white bird. Himself. Yeah. The wh- the bird. Hell no. He did nothing oh, okay. for Yeah, oh, Actually, I did like that one. Oh, okay. well, he, he was so short. No, get rid of him. He sacrifices he, himself. You see oh, him yeah, for like Yeah, he did die. Seconds. Holy shit, I forgot about that. Remember oh, yeah, he yeah, flies dude. off with a burnt wing? And he's like, it's yeah, up to you fine. now, Link. Get rid of him. Yeah, I'm he's fine. I think Prince Sidon deserves to stay because he was a huge like meme in our community. Most overrated. I like think Prince Sidon is like the cl- is the only one from Zelda that I would imagine keeping. I don't even know if he's top three, but I I wouldn't cut him yet because I think he's pretty great. Okay, so then yeah. then and then we have Hestu here. Oh wait, I forgot Hestu, about Hestu. I think is interesting, but like I don't think they. Who's Hestu be... again? He's the, the Korok guy. You stuff. He's the one that you yeah. everyone's you talking the at the same time too. He's the Korok guy, the big Korok. one, the big Korok, mm. the one that give you those upgrades. He's awesome. Get rid of him. Because he does like when you get the the music, he's just that he 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 says the da 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 like. We can get you rid know. of him though. He's not top three. He's not even top get, ten. Get rid of him. Hitsu is awesome. Stop hating on Hitsu. That's the homie. All right. So is Teba staying? I'd say Prince Sidon over Teba. I think yeah. Sidon Easily. is the most overrated character of 2017. Yeah. So here, oh, I actually have a says question. Says the guy who um, said anti gravity for best mechanic. I have a question. What are we? What is the criterion for best new character? Are we saying like design? Are we saying about like their arc? Like what? What are everything the criterion? Best. But for <laughs> what though? I think it's like, I think you just weigh their personality, the design, what happens to them. Yeah, their impression, and... the, the impression I think they make on you. I do, and I do think, oh, okay. I do think like the impression they make, they make on the, the culture in general. I think, I think yeah. that probably plays do it for the it. culture, for the culture. Um, so I, if that's the case, then I'm going to remove Hollow Knight because I think that Hollow Knight's design is cool. And like, he's very akin to like the main character in a Dark Souls game where mm-hmm. like, the, that's just like a player conduit character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do think that visually that world and those characters in that world are super cool. They definitely deserve, uh, you guys to check them out. So I think that you guys should check out Hollow Knight. Everyone and everyone listening should go check out Hollow Knight as well. Can I but say he's my, not going to keep the list. 
Can I say my piece for Lucky Chloe and then remove her? Because I love Lucky sure. Chloe. Go for um, it. This, plus, you do realize that we have these super long lists, and then it ends up being like all of us being like, hey, this isn't going to win, but I love this character, so fuck you guys. And yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I knew she good. wasn't going to make top three. I just wanted to give her a shout out because Lucky Chloe uh, is my favorite character from Tekken 7, and she's cool. It's the, it's the same thing with Floor Kids as it is with Lucky Chloe. The fact that she's a break dancer and the fact that I. I um, identify with her character, and I think her move set is awesome. Even though a lot of people I'm are annoyed by it. I'm also a black man. Just FYI, Lucky Chloe. No, Lucky Chloe is a black joke. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was I making a joke. You're like, I'm a dancer, which you um, say every episode. But yeah, I'm gonna delete her because she's not gonna make it. Can I is- say my top three? And I want to see if you guys agree or disagree. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, or sorry, top four, and then I have to remove one. <laughs> my top four are Prince Sidon, Futaba. Aloy and Monica. Um, I would put um, Makoto over. No, I, I would put Se- uh, Setsuna. Wait, why would there. Setsuna? He means Senua. No, how do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, Senua. God, <laughs> I, know, I didn't words in my head. I was like, Set, <sighs> like I am Setsuna. I was like, what? Um, no. So, honestly, who said Makoto is better than Futaba? That's me. I think that the they do have a lot of emotional. Or they have similarities oh in the emotional persona, arcs they go like, through. Waifu off? It's not a waifu. I don't. <laughs> Futaba's not my waifu. Okay, I, I don't know. They're all. Dumb. I think the people that choose Mako- the choose Futaba as their waifu have something wrong with them. Jesus. My what, top what, three what? is Super Special from Wolfenstein Two, uh, Senua, and then ooh, I don't know, maybe someone from Night in the Woods or <laughs> Gra- or Grace. I don't know. Well, I want to talk about. I want to eliminate one of these persona characters first. Uh, Makoto. I like I I like Makoto because I feel like her story. Oh, I love I I love Makoto, but I I would prefer Futaba be on the list. I'm literally I'm literally halfway through Futaba's dungeon, and so I don't really have an argument against her. I just love Makoto. So yeah, like Futaba's dungeon, like and once you get her on your team, and like once you do all these things with her, like her arc emotionally is crazy. Like. Uh, all the characters go through big changes, obviously, through their lives. But but Mako- or sorry, Futaba is something called a hikokimori in Japanese, and that's like someone who won't leave their house because they're afraid of what's on the outside. They like mm. they're so, and that's a real like phenomenon in Japan. And I feel like not only is she representing a like real life phenomenon happening in this country or in, in the country I'm in now, but mm-hmm. she's also like a good character. She's designed well. She has a cool design. Like, yeah. Okay, we can cut Makoto. Oh, she's she's the tech chick. Okay. Did you know? Did you know that her shirt references uh, 4chan? By the way. Oh really? I did not yeah. notice that. Or or were like the ver- the Japanese version of 4chan. Interesting. Super special. So I played Wolfenstein too. I didn't remember who Super Special was until you explained who he was before the podcast. Uh, Are you kidding me? How do you forget Super Special? I don't. Well, so I only remember I only remember remember him from two scenes, and that's the toilet scene where he goes to the bathroom because he's surprised you guys have a working to- toilet. Sorry about spoilers, people who are listening. Um, <laughs> when he goes when he goes to the bathroom because he's surprised you guys have a bathroom uses it and then he doesn't come out until you finish the next mission that's like a very very hilarious moment then the lawyer thing I think is a very hilarious moment and very sad he's also, also the Roswell freakout guy and the guy in the diner yeah 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 and I I recall that and like I he didn't leave that much of an impression on me not as much as uh, yeah. Grace did who was just added to oh, I the, thought he had like, some of the best writing I've seen all year. My, my argument special. against him is that the most interesting things about him are things that happen to him and on the periphery of him, not him. Like 
him being with Grace and Grace as a character and him being together with Grace is the most interesting thing. Him mm-hmm. in connection to like where he's from and like the missions like of where he's from, those are the most interesting things about him. He himself, I feel like, is not that interesting. And I feel like that trope of like paranoid like uh paranoid aliens dude has like been used a lot in in culture and like used a lot in media and i feel like yeah i think Grand Theft auto 5 did it did, even did his type of character better do it for the culture for the culture uh grace i felt was at least like a ve- like a very strong character uh in mm-hmm. in terms of what she was doing and in terms of uh having a relationship during during this war having a baby taking care of this baby while at the same like she's breastfeeding at the same time uh as making war plans uh Stuff like that made me really uh, appreciate Grace. Also, can we pause for a second and say about how, uh, like, in tune with their emotions, every Wolfenstein 2 character is? Oh, yeah. Like, Grace yells at you right before a mission, and then she's like, immediately after she yells at you, she's like, I'm sorry, like, I, it took me so long to put the baby down to sleep, I didn't mean to yell at you. I'm like, mm-hmm. that would never happen in real life, people mm-hmm. don't do that, but okay. Um but also, like, the stuff, like, she's putting the baby down to sleep, right? And they they acknowledge a lot of this, like, day-to-day stuff uh, yeah. in the life of, of this mother, right? Like, I don't think we've seen... I can't remember the last time in video games where I've seen a mother be this strong, right? And be, like, kind of exude this type of power. Um, if, if ever, if I've seen this. Um, but, yeah, that would be my argument from Grace. I don't know if she's top three for me, but I think out of the Wolfenstein characters, I would probably keep her over anybody else on the list. I'd who I think is only super special. special, for sure. Yeah, agreed. Same. Like I, so I love super in... special, and I think super special also somehow might be setting up something in the third game because mm-hmm. of the artifact that he finds that that set keeps um, obsessing over. But also, mm. yeah, it, it's it's more things happening to him than it's a doorknob yingle. All right, so talking about. Uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Wait, say that again? Can we delete Cuphead? Oh, yeah, we can. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a thing about Cuphead besides the fact that he shoots stuff and is a gambler. He has great character design. He's a bad character. Not bad as in, like, a badly designed, but he's the bad guy, and I don't want him. Wait, is he? Is that a spoiler? Do Do I not know this? Well, no. Well, like he's the whole reason the game exists because he was the His bad greed. one and did the bad stuff. While Ma- Mugman was like, "Don't do it! Don't do it!" Yeah. Oh wait, so well, Mugman, Mugman is actually good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I want to say my defense for Cuphead is the fact that like he, Cuphead to me is such a well-designed character. I feel like he's almost like the Bugs Bunny of, of this year. No, maybe not the Bugs Bunny. That's too much. That's doing too much. But he he's this he's more recognizable than I think any of the other characters on this list. If you like That's put true. him, if you like put him on a screen, like he pops out, sure. he's like, he, he, he almost like strikes me as like a logo type deal. Um, but he also has no personality, which I think kind of works against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then again, Mario, he has no personality. That's true. Also. That's Mario. That's true. We already cut him, but I can put him Mario's back on if anybody on would list. say. Yeah, no. But then, no, no, I just mean no. in general, like, Mario oh, okay. is seen as this, like, one of the greatest characters of all time, and yet he has no personality whatsoever. He's an avatar. Hey, he does everything he's cool. he's the most recognizable character. I wouldn't say he's the best, though, yeah. Yeah. But, but that but recogniz- would, would a most recognizable character be the best character? Yeah, I would say that recognition, I think, counts, counts for something, for sure. Yeah. Speaking but, you know, of Mario, Cappy. I don't think oh. he's top three. Yeah, Wait, what? That. Cappy? Cappy's awesome yeah. because he's not only a character, he's a mechanic. I think the fact that he does both those things, uh, and the fact that like, I, 
you guys all you guys already heard my best new mechanic argument and it didn't work on you guys then so i'm sure it probably won't work on you guys now but <laughs> for the fact that he's both he's he's both that character of cappy right and he introduces all those mechanics i think that that makes a solid argument for him uh, cappy will be forgotten by the next mario game easily you'll be forgotten by the next mario game you'll be dead <laughs> <laughs> i don't I'm think cappy's top three now <laughs> i don't think cappy's top three no not not even who would you who on this list would you put above cappy a cold day in hell any pretty much any character name on this names list I name take. names i would take rabbit the only Peach the only cappy. one i wouldn't put above cappy is aloy <laughs> yeah same i liked aloy I didn't. I didn't. She was. The only. This I is one of those arguments the, that like. The big only, argument for Aloy, I think, is that she's the only interesting dawn. character in a in her entire world. Is she though? She's the most boring character to me in that world. I I liked the NPCs more than I liked Aloe Aloe's story. Yeah. Aloe Vera, what are you saying? <laughs> Aloy. For those listening, our connection isn't the greatest today. Yo, my, my, so we my Japanese dad is currently vacuuming and then, like, slamming the vacuum against the wall really tight. <laughs> Shout out to him. All right, He's let's talk about these Doki right Doki people. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get there, I want to finish with Aloy. Are we cutting Aloy or are we keeping her? Cutting. Yeah, cut cutting. her. All right, we're cutting Aloy. Faye and Ruki can go. I feel like there are characters within Pyre that are way better than both of those. Right now, you can hear, if you listen closely, the screams of thousands crying out in pain as we cut the, Aloy. The screams, the yeah. screams, oh, the, the, yeah, the screams of, I thought you were going to say it for Pyre. I was like, the I don't screams think people, of four I, people who played that game. I don't think people are uh, <laughs> Wait, that passionate Ian, about Aloy. Who do you think Pyre is better than Faye? Literally almost every character besides Rookie. Faye. Really? really? Rookie is so good. Rookie's really great, and I think Faye is good, but like, that, okay, saying that one character is better than another in that game is crazy because all the characters are written so well. Yeah, true. Like, I, I liked um, the Demoness, the first one that you meet. Jody? Bef- yeah, I liked Jody's story arc. Uh, I liked... Who else did I like? I'm actually uh, curious. I liked, the, um, I liked Tizo. Tizo was a cool character. I, I actually put Tizo first, and then I replaced Tizo with Faye. Um, did, you, did you get Jody out of um, the downside? I got, every, I got everybody out, but um, Tree Man... Uh, Tree Man, Tizo. Mm-hmm. No, Tree Man, and then two other people. Did you Did you leave Bertrude with uh Volford? Yes, I did. Okay. Because they're supposed to be buddies for life. Yeah. I mean, I left I left Jody because um she ends up falling for why is this for the Spoilers. guy on the on that one team at the end of the at the oh end she of does first... I didn't know that yeah th- yeah she falls in love with the guy that you fight at the end of the first rights. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, All nice. right. Well, well, are we keeping Faye or no? No. No, Faye. Faye and Rookie can go. Whoa, Before, whoa! Not Rookie. I'm not ready for that yet. Okay. Pe- people who played Pyre. Rookie talk, is top. Talk, three. Rookie is. He is a dog. Uh, who obs- he is a dog. Is obsessed with his self-image. Oh, he's, he's a really the guy great with trader. the mustache. At he? one point, he asked you about his mustache. And it's just like he was like super charming character. I don't know. I don't really have a super strong argument, but all right. Before before we cut anybody else, because I think we've narrowed we. I mean, we haven't narrowed it, but we we've cut down quite a bit. Who on this list do you look at and and immediately jumps out at you as top three? Senua. Rabbit Peach. I'm kidding. <laughs> we, we can cut Rabbit Senua. Peach. Senua. Senua is like the only I'll, one on this. Rabbit list Peach. I, I want to keep 
currently because I love Rabbit Peach. Sunua, I would Fudan, also. I, I vote think Sudan, Futaba, and then Monica are my top three. I like. Uh, I like May Borowski's uh, arc, and like her past, and like what happens in Night in the Woods. I think I like Greg a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm with like, you. I like Greg more than May. Yeah. So we can cut May. Um, we'll probably get into her arc when we talk about best narrative uh, in a bit. So for me, I'm, I'm, I guess I should probably say my piece for uh, Rachel Amber because I'm the only one who really has experience with her. <laughs> out, of, <laughs> yep. out of all the characters, she's my number one. Uh, all, the characters, uh, all the characters on this list. Um, really? Dang. Yeah. If you play The First Life is Strange, uh, the essentially that game is all about uh, or a big part of it is about Rachel Amber and how she's missing. And eventually you kind of find out deeper, deeper things about how like, like she's missing people assume she's dead. Um, and the, that whole game, we're trying to figure out, okay, what ha- what's happened to Rachel Amber? Who is she? What does she mean to Chloe? Who in life is strange one, right? You're playing as Max, your best friend is Chloe and you're coming back to Arcadia Bay. Uh, and like seeing Chloe and getting to know Chloe again after like however many years of being uh, away in Seattle. I think it was like probably like five years or four years or something like that uh, of being away in Seattle. And you've disconnected from Chloe during all that time. Come back. You reconnect with Chloe. Chloe's telling you all about this girl named uh, Rachel Amber who she was very close with who is currently missing and, and all this stuff. And like the game plays out all this stuff. And Ra- Rachel Amber is a, is a character in that world who's missing. You don't never meet. Life Strange Before the Storm, right, since it's a prequel, takes place before Life is Strange. And Rachel Amber, right, you play as Chloe, who was in the first game, who was your friend in the first game. You play as Chloe, and you're now learning about Chloe's relationship with Rachel Amber. You you meet Rachel Amber in Life Strange Before the Storm. You build that relationship, and the whole game essentially revolves around you building that relationship with Rachel Amber. And Rachel Amber as a character, as soon as you meet her, as soon as you get to know her, you immediately understand why chloe is so connected with her i think in terms of personality uh rachel amber has the most personality out of any character i play i've uh played with this year um and i know that's like it's easy for life is strange because it's a it's an adventure game and so it has a better ability to tell that story through cuts and all that stuff um but even with that being the case like i am not a white teenage girl and so there is no reason for me to identify with white teenage girls at all but <laughs> somehow this game made me be like yo I want Rachel Amber as a best friend, right? Um, and so, yeah, I, 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 that's 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 pretty much my my whole case for Rachel Amber. I can go why, I can go into detail if you guys want about her personality and what makes her personality awesome and all this stuff. Um, I'm afraid I'd probably bore you guys to death. But, yeah. No, I mean, if you're gonna make the argument, I'd rather you make the strongest argument you can possibly make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need to get into the her personality or even semi-spoilery stuff like do it yeah because yeah. i mean so, she's your number one like if she was your yeah. number three i'd say that maybe she can go but if she's your number one fight for her yeah so the deal with rachel amber right and this is getting to i'm gonna get it spoilers for episode one i'll probably s- stay away from episode two for those listening but in episode one of life is strange before the storm right chloe is just off the heels of her dad dying and like she's dealing with that she's dealing with her mother seeing another dude uh and like the dude she's seeing is pretty horrible um right chloe does not like her whatsoever and you kind of already feel all this emotional weight because you played the first game you kind of already understand where chloe is at um you go to school 
and or actually no, you go out you go out to, to the club you meet rachel amber who's like the po- she's like the most popular girl at school she uh has this reputation she's like she's a drama kid all this stuff you guys meet randomly at a club and you guys get into this trouble it's like this like one night fling kind of thing and you guys like have fun for like an hour or two and go your separate ways next day you come back to school um and it's this thing of like man i'm gonna sound super cheesy trying to describe this but it's like going to it's like going imagine being in high school and making uh-huh. a new friend and trying to like build that relationship with a new friend like life is strange portrays that process so perfectly between chloe and rachel amber and the more you hang out with rachel amber the more you get to know her the more um Life is Strange plays with the dynamics of building that new relationship in high school, right? And you learn things about Rachel Am- Rachel Amber, such as, like, her father, uh, Rachel Amber sees her father cheating on her mother, maybe, uh, and you guys kind of share this same hate, like, almost hatred for your life at home, um, specifically directed at your parents, uh, because you guys are both having these, like, messed up things happening to both your parents, so you guys identify on that level, uh, and then there's also her personality, which is she's super confident, super um, very likable, very friendly, very outgoing, but also very like she's a little bit rebellious and a little bit risky uh, and all these things. Um, and like, yeah, I'm going to stop there because I don't want to don't want to ramble. But that's pretty that's I mean, that's that, I, I don't know if that is that helps at all. Give, uh, give a frame of reference to why yeah. Rachel Amber is super cool to me. We can keep her on here for now. Yeah, I'd I'd say I'd say we can keep her for a bit. Yeah, she's a high level stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now let's cut After everybody. After your else. argument, like I definitely see top five. <clears throat> All right, the Doki Dokies. Yeah. Doki Doki. I like Sayori more than Monica. Is uh, spoilers? Is Monica the the robot? <laughs> <laughs> she's the self aware one. Is yeah, the she's, easiest she's way the to She's not a robot. Okay. Um, like I like yeah. that twist, but before that twist, Monica's just kind of like the perfect girl. Yeah. Um, best girl. Yeah, you don't fact. see much of her really yeah. whatsoever. My, my question um, is, like, that's the whole point of the game that she didn't get to spend time with you, and that's why she freaks out the most. My yeah. my question is, why do we have Siori and Monica on here, and not have Yuri? Yeah, that's what I said when we all. I said it four times when you read out the list. I feel like Where's Yuri? I feel like Yuri might even have like more influence on all of us. Even though Sayori, I mean, I, 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 I would prefer Sayori over Yuri. I gave the lowdown a while. I love uh, yeah, but Sayori. This is going to be before. like a personal like thing rather than yeah. us actually talking about a character. I'm down like, with I'm down with Sayori, and give it, and I'm I'm down with throwing my weight behind Sayori if we're gonna if the Doki Doki people are gonna choose Ian, Sayori. You've, you've you've bolded your name after Monica. What what's what's the defense of Monica? You know, I've said it a hundred times, bro. I talk to this character <laughs> for forty five minutes. She goes in on some topics you would be surprised that she talks about. Can you spoil some of that? Is that the character, is or is that the game? No, that's her. Ian? It's her. I was like, oh, did yeah. you? I was like. Did you just take some acid right now? Like Ian, can you explain some of the stuff that happens? Because I have no frame of reference. Okay, so this character. So again, a little bit of spoilers for Doki Doki Literature Club. Huge so spoilers. Huge spoilers. Well, I'm not gonna yeah. do There's a lot no of things. There's no bigger spoilers than this. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so this character, Alex, is self-aware of that mm-hmm. she's in a video game. She the one that sings. Yeah. Yes. Every okay. day I dream of a day when I can be with you. Um. So her whole thing is that she's manipulating things behind the scene, like within the code of the game to like make it so that she's the only character in the game that you can be with. 
and she's like manipulating the emotions of the other characters within the game as well. That's but cool. The scene that I'm referencing is she deletes the entire video game besides one room and you two. Dang. So it's literally you're sitting across the table between her and you, and she's like, "Hi, Ian. Oh, sorry, she, I didn't. And I she's didn't realize literally that. staring at the screen as well. Yeah. Like she, like she is looking at you. I got chills. So like, yeah. there's a scene where it's like, for, for example, my name in the show is Ian, or in the game was Ian, obviously. So like, it's like, "Hey, Ian. Oh, wait, no, that's your game name. I don't really know your real name, but it's okay. I'll just keep calling you Ian." And like, they, she keeps referencing that you're in a game. Like, if you if you run OBS while you play the game, it's like, "Oh, I guess people are watching me. Hello, everyone. Let me let me show you a trick that I can do." Damn. And then like, she'll do like a jump scare or whatever. But that's not what I'm referencing. Why it's so cool. The thing is like, there's a moment where she tells you something, and then she's like, "Okay, we can just talk for a few." minutes minutes and in my head i was like oh eventually the game will just like solve this problem itself but they have like so much dialogue for her that i sat there for 45 minutes and just talked with her like it was nuts and the character does uh, a lot of cool and crazy things he's he's defending monica pretty big i kind of want here's my here's my, here's yeah, my you gotta bring it for sayori yeah who wh- did you guys feel what i felt when sayori told you she was going through depression because i, I felt did, something i did like that, that, that t- like that tugged my heart heartstrings, and like Sayori is like, Sayori is the character right that it's man. This is gonna be that sounds super similar to my um Rachel Amber argument, but you guys have been best friends forever, and like you guys have uh in this game is kind of they don't pre- develop that enough. Yeah. I feel well, yeah, they in, don't they, they don't develop it like develop it at all. But that's the implication, right? Is that like you guys been have been friends or f- friends forever, and throughout the game like yeah you're talking to other characters and other characters like yeah you realize like she likes you right and like you you kind of you other characters are hinting at your guys' relationship um and like i don't know man I, she like she's the one that brings th- brings you to the club she's the she's the one that uh is kind of around, around you the whole time and so you you kind of get a feel for her throughout like the first like 3 hours or whatever whatever it is did she bring you to the club or did monica manipulate her to come mm. bring you to the club as far mm-hmm. as you know by the by, by the point I'm talking about, you you're convinced that it's her, uh, Sayori, and uh, that's 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 doing all this stuff for you. And so by the time you get you get to the point where she's like, "Hey, I'm this is what I'm going through. This this and this is why I'm I haven't been around, or this this is this is why is, this is happening." That I, that part alone is was so pivotal for me in the game. Um, and yeah, that, I mean that's really all my, all I have for Sayori. Uh, if that, very if, huge spoilers, real quick. Um, for Doki Doki. Is she the one who you can't save? Well, I know you can't save all of them. You can't save any of them. But... You can't save any of them. So, yes, yeah. you can't save anybody. I she's thought she was... the first one who goes. Yeah, she's yeah. the one where... That's where... Okay. She's the one where everything turns. Yeah. Of like, oh, this is a normal... And how does she go out? Oh, this is something different. How because does she go, go out? She, uh, uh, she, uh, she hangs herself. Yeah, she's the one okay. who I described the in one of the previous episodes. Uh, she starts telling you about how like she's depressed and all this stuff. And then, like... You go, you hang out with Yuri, and she sees you, or maybe you're hanging out with Natsuki, but nobody hangs out with Natsuki. Uh, but she sees you hang out with your Yuri, uh, and like you kind of feel heartbroken because you know you know that Sayori likes you, you know that Sayori is also also going through depression. Um, so that's kind of like a Ugh. so Yuri leaves because she's uncomfortable. You have this co- talk with uh, Sayori that it pops up of, do you tell you, tell her you like her? Or do you tell her like, "Hey, it's great to be friends" and all that stuff? And you know, if you tell her it's great to be friends, it's gonna it's gonna destroy her. And you already know, like, you just learned she's going through depression. Um, 
And if you did what I did, I, I still told her, hey, it's great that we're friends. I love being best friends with you, all this stuff, right? You go to school the next day. She doesn't show up. The implication is like, oh, she's still at home. Hopefully, she hasn't like harmed herself or done anything crazy. You go to her, you go to her place. You open her door, and she's just like hung herself. And then for a straight up like five minutes or whatever, there's like crazy creepy music playing in the game, and the Im- images start like start going glitchy and like. It, it it gets very weird, and that's the first time where the game gets like very weird. Yeah, but um, it's see see like that's the thing. It feels like more it's the game rather than just the character. Mm-hmm. Like while Monica is the game, like she is the game rather than like Sayori is a character in the game, and the game makes you want to feel better for Sayori while it's not Sayori herself. That's the character, like. Is mm-hmm. the reason why you like this game? It's the game making you. Like yeah, Sayori. I will say. Uh, so I'm saying that. Oh no, no. My argument. I think that Sayori should go, but I think that the argument why or the why it's so hard to let her go, blessing, is because this year, like mental health has also been kind of like on the forefront with a lot of things that have been happening, and I feel like having a character just come up and say like, "Hey, listen, like this is this is how I feel. This is accurate," and and not make it feel like, "Haha, we're in a video game. I'm depressed." It was like their description was actually accurate to like what that feeling feels like and i feel like that level of writing i think that deserves praise if not the spot for best character i think that that situation deserves mm-hmm. praise in some way yeah, yeah. I'm, d- I'm down i haven't played Mon- i haven't played doki doki but i feel like may borowski while it's not totally one-to-one of what they suffer from uh i feel like may i really like in that regard um, yeah and that's i think that's also a reason why a lot of us like uh Sinua from hellblade because uh, yeah. the stuff like the stuff she's going through is very well depicted through the game. I'm 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 down for cutting Siori for now for Monica because because Monica also has a hand of like why Siori things go the way they do with Siori. Yeah, uh, she is the reason those things happen. Yeah, and so I've cut Siori. I think Senua might be a lock if you guys. How do we all feel about her? Yeah, yeah. S- she's, probably, she's my number one easy. Moises. Yeah. I have not played enough to give opinion on Senua. Even just the start of it? I mean, the start of like, it, it I, I don't really get so much of her character so much as I get the creepy voices in my head. Um, yeah, which I guess her, is part though. of the character. Um, I feel like yeah. she doesn't get really good until, like, I feel like that first boss is really where she shines and it's like, you start to see more and more of her yeah. personality come out. So and if like, you only saw the beginning, I could see how, like, you might not be persuaded because it's more like that argument things happening to her rather than her. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas like, as you like an hour in, I feel like her personality really starts to shine and like, yeah, you see like and- no matter what, like she's literally in hell and she's like, no, I'm going to push on uh, even though I have every excuse not to. So that's why she's locked for me. Yeah. yeah like, gets, like the it- thing is that like for as little of, of Hellblade <clears throat> as I've played, I can see some of these characters on this list falling away for for Senua just based off of what I've heard. Yeah, yeah Senua's amazing. So, so I, um, I think and she Senua gets better and better as like the game the goes on. First easy lock for top three. Cool. Wait, before we go on, ev- can everyone just write down what their top three would be right now? I, I don't know. I don't want I don't want to do that yet because I feel like the the voting thing has gone awry in the past. We're we're discussing this before the podcast that like the people tend to vote for like what they're what like what what they think is going, going to win as opposed to like where their beliefs are at are at and, and also i think a lot of this stuff comes through discussion uh 
Yeah, but that's how we discuss the ones that are going to drop off. You try and defend. I, f- I feel like I feel like Rachel Amber and Rabbit Peach need to go. Grace needs to go. Rookie also needs to go. Nines and Pascal. And Nines and Pascal function separately together. Function better than they are separately, and I feel like separately they're not as interesting. They're not interesting enough to be actually like garner that top spot. And I think that Teba also needs to go. So I all think the ones both you didn't put your name. Rest the wild character should go. I said I didn't say Senna. I think Senna sh- Senwa should stay. I think if it's between Senwa and Monica, I think that Senwa should stay because I think Senwa represents a lot of the reasons why we have these other characters on there because they represent like mental health and like they're an interesting dynamic character that like go through struggle. Yeah, and she does it the best. Yeah, I think Tiba is Tiba can go. I think Prince yeah. can too, but I feel like that might be a later conversation. I, th- I think Prince Sidon can too because I think the biggest thing about Prince Sidon is that he's a meme. <sighs> He's his hot. design. That's what I'm saying. What? His design too. His visual design. Is is this, he has this, a similar visual design as all the Zoras though? No, he doesn't. He's no, the only he does, red he one. He does not. No, he he's he, he, like a hundred percent like easily to be distinguished from the rest of them. They're like his stance, the way he talks. The, it's just like everything about Prince. Yeah, Sven I would put like, I would put Rachel Amber over Prince Sidon a hundred times over. Like. What is, is with term- you in this game? This game is not that good. Blessing. Are, do you, you have, just have like you, white women I'm sorry, from how many, Seattle? I'm sorry. How many hours <laughs> have you put into Rachel Amber or into Life is Strange? I've played all of the first round of Life I'm, is Strange. I'm talking about Life is Strange before the storm, the game where Rachel Amber shows up. I don't. I don't think they deserve. Yeah, I, you I haven't played. You haven't played the game. I would get rid of both Nia characters. I'll probably get rid of the, the Nia characters. The exact reason also. Ian said, like yeah. they are, they are amazing as two parts of one thing, but separately. They are not as strong as everything else on this list. All right. uh, I have no argument Rookie against I think go. Rabbit against Peach the Night could the go. characters because I haven't played the game yet. I do want to play it though. Is it fun? Yes. Which which game is that? What, what are we talking about? Night in the Woods. Okay. It's a lot of reading though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah let, let's not lie. It's not like it, there's not a lot to play there. <laughs> it's like, not it's, fun. It's it's not really a fun game. I think it's a great story anchored by like great characters. And one of them is Greg, um, but but if we're just talking about the game being fun, it's not really fun. All right, tell us about Greg. Uh, okay, so while Rachel Amber is sort of um, the best friend that you're, or or like the person you're trying to make your best friend, um, Greg is already your best friend. Uh, when you when you come back into town in Night in the Woods, one of the first stops that May makes is. Um, all the way across town from her house to go see Greg because that's, I believe, her childhood best friend. Yes. And he just, he reacts exactly like your best friend would when when you come back into town after being away for a while. Like, you, you catch him at work and he's just like, oh my god, what are you doing here? And then as soon as he... He, he like, sort of has, like a, a, like, a pinch me moment. Like, I can't believe this is real. And then while he's doing that, like, he flails his arms wildly. Um, so he, he's just sort of like the, like the perfect, like best friend to come back home to. Um, even when like you don't treat him right or yeah, even when you don't uh, treat him right. Um, and he's like also he, kind of got a, do- he's kind of go on side missions dark. basically with your friends throughout the game. Yeah. And his always <clears throat> felt, uh, more, not necessarily like super personal, but they always felt like there was, there was a history there to each of them. Um, I, I specifically like the one where you guys end up going, you go into the woods somewhere on his bike, and you 
you decide to jump on like this tree bark just because and it breaks and then after it breaks i believe you guys just decide to have a knife fight and it, it's it's <laughs> literally a mini game where both of your hands are just on either side of the screen and you try to stab each other as many times as you can so he literally just feels like the perfect best friend um but also he's he's super emblematic of what that game is trying to like what it's trying to say which is that for like as good as things may seem on the surface uh they're not exactly right like the, every like i i think i wrote a thing where i was just like everyone is very deeply scarred in this town like it's not just the town that's kind of fucked it's everybody and greg greg is like the perfect person who hides it because he tries to be super optimistic all the time but then when you get him alone he sort of admits to like having bipolar disorder um there's there's like a hint that they give you early on where you go to his apartment and his button for like to for him to ring you up uh it's not there and when you talk to somebody else in the building they tell you oh yeah your friend had like an episode and he punched it out or like he kicked it out or something um and then he just carries on being like the normal good person that they all know and he like he talks about how he uh his boyfriend angus is like his anchor like the oh, wait, only thing greg that... is gay i didn't know that yeah yeah no greg is gay greg has uh That's greg cool. has a boyfriend angus um <laughs> greg just got top three for ian <laughs> and I mean, he's uh, a gay wolf angus. with a leather jacket that doesn't sound like something i would like yeah and uh greg like greg constantly talks about how how um angus is his anchor who basically he holds him down when they're at a party he's the one who keeps him calm like at home and he admits to like always being afraid that he's like he's a bad partner like he he he's always worried that he because of like his bipolar disorder he worries that he'll never be like good enough for angus and this year really is the year of mental health, huh? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Everybody in this game is very deeply scarred and, uh, mentally. And kind of like Senua, uh, he like embodies joy even when things are just like total crap. Uh, I don't know, or at least it might be more of a facade, but like I feel like anytime he was on screen, like most of the time, like I was like, I had a smile on my face because of what he was saying or doing. Like, Despite like all of his, you know, inner demons, he's also the lead singer of the band. Yeah. Damn. You so I fuck the lead singer of the band. Hmm. I've I've made I've tried to make my case too many times. I'm done. I like Greg. That that those I like, are, that arguments was very. I'm strong. gonna say he's my second. I like all of these characters more one. than Prince Sidon. Yeah, I think Prince Sidon. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so my so my argument for Prince Sidon as opposed to the other guys is that like we're picking a lot of these characters that have these like extremely like uh, nuanced like emotional palettes or whatever. But I feel like Prince Sidon in in this in this current emotional landscape that we have in video games, right? It's all about like these depressing situations. Sure. But I feel like with Prince Sidon, like when I saw him, I was like, oh hey buddy, like he's just this f- massive force of positivity. And if you think about it, like. Prince Sidon, his sister passed away because he wasn't old enough to be the guardian that was supposed to take her place. Fuck, and now that he's old you're enough. Right. And now and now he's in a situation where this guy that like ev- that he finds out later that his sister was in love with comes back. And like one of the reasons why uh his sister died is because of this guy. 
he like comes back and his response isn't anger or jealousy or frustration. It's like, hey, you're the guy who's supposed to save everything. Like, let's work together and figure it out together. And like, he uses the memory of his sister to push forward and to, to like help this guy that he should actually be like despising. And like, he ends up becoming best friends with him. Yeah, and he defends you against the the council and yeah. stuff. Like, God, now I I remember how much he Dang. actually is really cool. Besides the meme. That was a very good argument, Ian. And I would argue God. that the meme the meme is just as important. If, if yeah. like, I mean, why did we argue for PUBG to be everything because it's popular? Like why like popularity is definitely a factor. All right. Do you Jesus, think he's stronger think than Futaba? Because I don't think anything's going to change. Right. Well, now. Well, I, th- I, think, I think we can cut Grace. Go. Yeah, Rookie, Rookie can go. Rookie can go. And I think I think Grace, Grace? can go. Because okay. I I I go hard for Grace. I don't think she Damn. compares. I love I love Grace so much. I do too, but I feel like in terms of the criterion that we're putting out there, I feel like it's not strong enough. I mean, like half of her best Wait, dynamics are her and Super it? Special together. Oh yeah, I just cut Grace. And you say we can cut Greg? No. No. Hell no. no. Oh, Hell okay. no. Um, I'm gonna cut Rachel Amber because I didn't put a, a great enough argument for an hour. I know you guys aren't listening. What? Unless oh, okay. you unless you guys heard my <laughs> argument, it sounded like you guys didn't hear my argument. Hey, look, this your one. What? You you made me invested in this character and you just ripped her away from me. That's fine. I think you're the only one who heard me. It sounded like nobody else heard me. No, I heard you. I heard you. Uh, I'll cut it. Yeah, Fu Fu is my next one that's on my chopping block compared to everybody else. Ian, do you think Futaba stands up to Sidon? I think they both say. I think they both fulfill similar roles for me. Is that like I want a character on this list that is visually intriguing as well as mentally intriguing. And I feel like Futaba for me, I, I'm like literally staring at a Futaba poster in my room right now. Um, I like, I, I feel like her design is cool. She has like a cool character arc. She is like, I feel like she's deeper than a lot of like characters that we see it nowadays, but we just cut Rachel Lambert and she's like a normal human. Oh wait, no, her persona is fucking sick too. I forgot about that. Oh, What's yeah. her persona? Um, Makoto's yeah, persona is better is though. There. Makoto's persona, man. You haven't What's even Futaba's seen persona? Futaba. I don't want to spoil it for Blessing. Blessing, take your headphones off for one sec. Oh, you can explain it to me. I don't care. It's a fucking, <laughs> like, uh, it's an alien ship that's powered by, like, bloodborne, like, ancient technology with a giant gargoyle in the middle of it. So good. There's a lot of cool, there's a lot of Persona. And it's called Necronomicon. Yes. Oh, that's never the, mind. That's never the mind. best part of it. As soon as you said Necronomicon, that changed my whole opinion. God damn it. Yes. I love evil dead <laughs> um so i would argue hey, so even though i had that moment with monica if it's between monica futaba and prince i would get rid of monica first okay yeah yeah i would get rid of monica i liked the other girls better anyway yeah but i'm telling I'm you i'm just here to make sure none Doki of this anime crap gets i kind of want to play doki doki again and just let her talk D- I won't be surprised. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she tells you your social security number halfway through. All right. So everything, everything I love is dead, and so you guys can just argue amongst yourselves. I'm taking a dump. <laughs> Pretty much, I think Senua is a lock, and then between the next three, they all function similarly. I think, like emotionally yeah. deep characters. My, again, my only real argument between, actually, no. If if we're gonna have one, I think that the the tier list for me is Senua number one. And then number two is split between Prince Adon or Greg. And I feel like they do the same thing for me, at least, is like a visually designed character that is cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that Futaba is like a mix of Senwa and the Prince Adon, where it's like they have a cool design. They have the emotional uh, depth to them. They have an arc and they have they have like everything. It's like half and half, I think. 
Look, I'd I'm be down with Senua, Greg, Futaba. Really? I mean, I I'm down no with. Biden. I think Greg should be on the list, and Senua's a lot. Yeah, I'm, Greg's Greg's my second. I think. I I, I, I mean, I, I love Night in the Woods is my favorite game all year. Like, Greg being in the top three is all I could possibly. I'm fine want. with that. I think Futaba Futaba Greg Senua is a good thing because I think Greg's visual design is different than the rest, and I feel like. No, that's, no, that's a fair. We gotta have Prince Sedan. I do. I, I do Prince like Sedan more than Futaba. Futaba. Hey, Ian, could you tell me more about Futaba? Like, uh, thirty second. Uh, okay, so Futaba is she is the daughter of a like research scientist that was researching stuff about personas in this other world. She's a genius. She's a hacker. She is like quirky and fun. She again, she's a hikokimori, so she doesn't like to leave her house. And like the whole arc with your character and her is like you you're convincing her slowly to like do small activities to like slowly leave the house. Like you go to yeah. Akihabara God, together. Damn it, now I want and then, to But so you, like, you go to Akihabara together and then she gets lost and she like has an emotion. She like freaks out. She's like, where were you? Like what happened? And like you like you apologize. You're like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can't believe that that happened. I like. But then eventually, like towards the end of her arc, she's able to go out. Oh yeah, spoilers for Persona. Wow. Um. So uh, <laughs> at the so at the end of her arc, you she's able to like go out on her own and like live her life on her own. And like that's why I feel like people who emotionally involve themselves with Futaba feel it feels a little weird to me because you are like emotionally invested in her development, and it feels yeah. almost like you're an older brother character. You're like, hey man, like you have this fear, you can do it. I believe in you. Like mm-hmm. I'll be there with you. And she tells you like multiple times throughout the game, like, hey, like I don't feel good out in the open without you i need your help and then at the end she's like oh i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna meet my friend in akihabara i'm gonna do this thing together and like that's why i feel like and like persona has the luxury of being a thousand hour game so like you get to spend like 20 hours with this character um and And she's a small time you get to meet prince though is like so powerful so for me right now also Futaba, futaba also um like I, I feel like it's it's easy to to pass this over, but Futaba her arc also helps uh, like characterize and soften uh, Sojiro, who's kind of a hard ass in the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. like through her, you get to see like that he's actually like he's he's just sort of always been overprotective of her because he had to like she well like he didn't really have to because she always locked herself in her house, but like he. He then had to not like really allow anybody in the house, and that just kind of instills this hard assness in him. That as she becomes more comfortable around you and uh, just going out, um, like you you noticeably see how much happier he gets. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me right now, uh, I've always like Sidon has always been in my bottom half of the champions that we're introduced. So. I think yeah, I'm more right. persuaded I'm, for I'm Futaba. Happy we, after the after the Futaba argument, I'm happy to cancel Prince. Yeah. <sighs> so is that our lock? Send you a number well, one. Yeah. Is any Greg is anybody and... for Prince over Futaba besides me? Not anymore. No. Not after okay. Ian's argument. Well, let's cut the Prince. Sorry, Prince. <sighs> Love Goodbye, you, Purple my Rain. Sweet Prince. Purple Rain. So we have <laughs> our top three. <laughs> is Senua for sure our lock, or do we have? Is yeah, there an argument yeah. for anyone else? For sure. No. Not only is she like do, does everything like emotionally and character development wise that the other ca- other people do, she is also a beautifully CG created oh, dude. character. She looks Be- so beautifully great. like like her design is great oh, what's too. The, like, what's the bubble things? The FMV where you. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, like it's perfectly acted and. Oh my god. Oh, just, you're talking about the mocap. Yeah. 
Yeah, mocap. That's it. It's beautifully mocap from somebody who is not a mocap person. God, it's, yeah. that is just the biggest plot twist of this year. That character is so great. Um, yep. So for best new character, we have our winner, Sinua from Hellblade, with runner-ups Gregory, uh, Greg Lee from Night in the Woods, and Futaba from Persona 5. Man, did Ian single-handedly get Futaba to top three? Yep. Dude, I'm yep. proud of you, man. Um Hopefully this next as category. I, as I stare at the poster in my room, my room like yes, <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. It's his lawbreakers. She's, she's also she's also very similar to Cow in a lot of ways, and, and it's one of Cow's favorite characters. So, oh, we got to represent Cow. Best loot box system. Uh, hopefully this one will be a lot quicker. And I think I, yeah, I'm already I already see how thought. this is gonna go. We have lawbreakers, Shadow of War, Injustice Two, Destiny Two. Call of Duty World War Two and Battlefront Two for best loot boxes. I'm gonna <laughs> definitely <laughs> Battlefront. Definitely Battlefront Two. Definitely, hundred percent. So everything about. I think we have. Wait, I, this sorry, wait, Brandon told wait, me wait, to tell wait, you that all this, loot boxes. Is this loot box? Die. Is this loot box system the one that made me want to hurt myself the most? Because that's definitely Battlefront Two. I, well, we were debating. By the War. debate before we made this category was: Do we do worst loot box system or best loot box system? And we figured a conversation about the best will be more uh, would be more um, positive. But now that I think about it, if we did worse, it probably would be more positive than best at this point, considering <laughs> how these podcasts have gone. Well, I think Injustice does an amazing job with the loot boxes and actually makes me want to play the game more. The That's more actually I very so yeah, I feel like great point. And Destiny. So I actually have an extensive um, list of of what we should consider for um for loot boxes okay dang it you, i actually deleted it so he's uh, like lawbreakers hear me out so hold on <laughs> i think <laughs> we should weigh hold on i, got, I think we should weigh the frequency have you seen the anti-gravity loot box no i don't really have. Loot boxes I, I think they're, they're cool but i think others do it better <laughs> can I, all right hold can on I, hold on i think what we should i think it should be the content of the boxes okay. the frequency of the boxes that are received the animation of the boxes uh, and if the boxes get in the way, if they hinder uh, the game experience, I think we should just do the best loot boxes. And if would that be the case? <laughs> All right, Injustice, Injustice 2. Two. That's mine. Injustice Two. Yeah. I will say though, Call of Duty World War Two. The animation for those loot boxes, ten out of ten. Man, I haven't I even played that game, but I've seen those loot boxes being opened. Out of the sky onto the beach. Like you're playing, you're playing as a war-torn soldier on this on the beaches of Normandy. You're thinking about your family, your friends, your puppy back home. All of a sudden, you see a, a box drop in front of you, hoping it's a, it's a letter from your daughter, and you open it, and it's like a Valentine's Day shirt. Like Call of Duty World War Two, Bravo on your loot boxes, man. Can you imagine if every loot box came with like a oh wait. Also, here's a note from your daughter, and it's like a four-page thing about how sad <laughs> your life is oh, or whatever. Jesus Christ, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, but real quick, just look at this animation. Destiny Two real has come over. Look at this anti gravity animation. Destiny Two has come under come under a uh, um, crap. You guys maybe forget the word uh, controversy fire? over the last couple Scrutiny? couple weeks. Controversy for loot crates. Yeah, with the bright Ingrams thing and like the XP thing. I feel like yeah, that plays but in. That's like. Like you can get all that. Yeah, but that's all in-game stuff and all well done. And it's like doesn't break the game. What, the things you get out of the loot I th- yeah, boxes, I think the XP so. progression. Well, no, I mean it's, one of one of the things Alex I think that's more how, the game's problem rather than the loot boxes problem. I'm gonna go ahead and cut Shadow of War because I'm I'm the one who played that game and I it, loot boxes don't bad? matter. 
they weren't bad. They weren't bad. They it, the game get to, did, uh, did get grindy towards the end, but also you can go through that throughout the whole game and not care about the loot boxes at all. Also, like, don't they break the game? Like, you can get better equipment in those loot boxes. Well, yeah, but it's a single player game, and so it doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. But also, like, it's um, it's a thing of like you can buy loot boxes. I don't know why anybody would buy a loot box in Shadow of War. Um, it doesn't make sense considering like like the, the type of game. To avoid the grind mm. at the end, I think that's the yeah. only thing I ever heard. Yeah, but the grind, I, the grind at the end, I think was way overstated by people. It wasn't that bad. How long? Like, I think lawbreakers can be cut from this list. Lawbreakers? Yeah. Over destiny. Wait, Alex, not your baby. Over what? It hasn't got anti gravity. It's not his baby. I ha- I, I like I lawbreakers because I felt I like the content deal. was really good. Like what I, I got a lot of cool skins like frequently. Um, mm-hmm. I just Whereas, hate the Ingrams like, and Destiny. In other games, I didn't. All right. I'm still not at level 305. You never have to be. I don't, and that, that's got nothing to do with loot boxes. I don't though. even think I'm 290 uh, plus. <laughs> All right, so we got yeah, three. The loot boxes don't give you the, what do you call it, like 305 light. The Ingrams? No, yeah, bright bright Ingrams don't don't get you. Yeah, I'm talking yeah, about the I'm talking about the regular don't Ingrams now. That would upgrade your light level. Well, I'm talking about the regular Ingr- Ingrams at this point, not the bright ones. Yeah, but that's not really okay. loot boxes. Yeah, they are. They're loot. They're boxes you can't with loot buy in them. them. I was talking about loot boxes, not loot. No, but the yeah. Ingrams are loot boxes, right? They drop their boxes with loot in them that are randomized. Sorta. Of. Mm. But like, you could say that about anything in an RPG game where they have random drops. Yeah, like but it's, it's just an extra step where you got to take that engram back to the decryptor. Yeah, but you could say that about any game with loot boxes, right? Mm. Like, how do how would you define a loot box if an engram isn't a loot box? I think when it's we're like talking about loot boxes here, we're literally just talking about like loot boxes through microtransactions. I'm not. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking about just loot boxes. Period. Microtransaction or not? Nah. Well then, like if we're talking about normal engrams, then like they that shoots Destiny two right to the top of my list then because Same. I love, yeah, yeah, I love those purple engrams and those blue engrams. Powerful when engrams, a, when an boy. exotic engram drops, holy fuck! So it's between Injustice two and uh, Destiny two for best yeah. one. It's Injustice two is top. All right, Destiny two is second. Then we have our and list. Then I don't, I don't, I don't know shit about Injustice 2's loot box, but also oh, I man. haven't heard anything bad about it. So it's great. I'm just sign. yeah. I'm, all the customizations default to that. All the customization stuff in that game. About the others, it's great. It's great. All right. Best I think of- the World War Two one is literally good just because of the clip that I put in where um, the loot box opens up on the beach and a player runs up behind it. And when the loot box closes, it looks like it ate him because he just disappears from the lobby. <laughs> awesome. So we go, we, we go with Injustice 2 as the winner. Destiny 2 and Call of Duty yeah. World War 2 yeah. runner-up. Sweet. This is a fast one. Best loot box system. Injustice 2 is the winner. Destiny 2 and Call of Duty are the runner. Call of Duty World War 2 are the runner-ups. Our next category, best narrative. Our list is Nier Automata, The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild. Hellblade Tsunua's Sacrifice, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Golf Story, Persona 5, Wolfenstein 2, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, <laughs> Doki Doki Literature Club, Horizon Zero Dawn, Pyre, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Night in the Woods. I'm going to go ahead and say let's cut Zelda. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yep. I think the coolest, uh... thing about, the coolest thing about Zelda's narrative is the fact that like 
you're coming back from a battle that was already lost. When I first started playing the game, I was like, yo, this is crazy. It's the post-apocalypse. But then you get into the actual narrative of the game, and there's some cutscenes, and the cutscenes are decent. They're not even, like, amazing. They're just, like, cool or whatever. Um, and the voice acting is is terrible. Um, How dare you, sir? But yeah. yeah, I didn't think it was terrible. How dare you, sir? Wait, you didn't think the voice what? acting was terrible? Terrible? Yeah, no, they're not Mr. terrible. I what? love Neo Yokio. Have you? Did you hear Zelda talk at all? In Zelda did you, is did terrible. You, the worst thing in Zelda is is the voice acting. What no, are you talking it's about? not. Are you guys kidding? Are you guys joking me? Yeah, I'm making a Twitter poll right now. But yeah, you guys go ahead and keep talking. I'm gonna make a Twitter poll. About Mario this. plus Rabbit. We can we can cut. Uh, okay. Yeah. The best part of that is the world and the gameplay, not the narrative. Golf story. Yeah, I think wait, Bless did somebody put that seriously or, or joking? Through to completion. That's not true. I, golf story is great. Uh, sure what? I think golf story will come up in our next segment, not necessarily this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Blessing's gone. He's writing a Twitter poll for real. Yeah. I'll, I'll uh, oh yeah, you, you can cut. To... You can cut golf story. Yeah. I think golf story has an excellent uh, story. But looking at these other ones, it's not happening. Yeah. Also, can we stop doing the thing where we write our names next to the choices? I want dis- right, to discuss golf these. Story. Uh, more can so we cut Zel- uh, Horizon Zero Dawn next? Yeah. Is that narrative? <laughs> it, bo- it really bored the crap out of me the whole time. Yeah. I, I think that the ending and like the ending third of that game is really good. But I do agree with Nato and, uh, and Moises that like the middle half, I feel like, is not as intriguing as the very end. Uh, so I would agree that, like, because of pacing, I, I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn, there's a big disconnect for me in terms of how the story is paced out. The uh, the only part, I, I played the first, like, three hours, maybe, if not, the part where, like, spoilers for Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, where, like, everyone gets, like, the shot, the crap, like, shot out of them from the bandits, like, at the trial or whatever. Oh, oh. And then her dad, you. like, it was just super predictable. Oh, yep, her dad's coming to save her, because uh, he was watching, like. It just. Can I tell you one of my most frustrating things about the narrative of Horizon Zero Dawn? Sure. Is that those characters in the very beginning that they set up and then immediately kill off, they were like cool and like well designed and intriguing, and then they get replaced by characters nah, that took are an arrow to the heart. Fucking that are fucking boring and not cool. Yeah, her the the friend that she made right before that died there, right? Yeah, they all die. She's the only one who survives. Oh, she's literally the only one who... Oh, yeah. Like, literally, no joke, I'm about to make a really big leap here, and please stay with me here. The introduction of Horizon Zero Dawn is, like, the the Naruto tuning exams, essentially. Jesus Christ. But, 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 then they kill off every character besides Naruto. That's essentially what they did, (laughs) and ever since, ever since then... (laughs) Ever since then, I always had a disconnect with that because I thought that those two characters were going to be like growing alongside you, like the blonde kid and then the uh, the yeah, African like they, American yeah, girl. Yeah, like, because they make the point of like this kid bullied you, and like they he's he sucks. he's like the yeah. one leading the charge against you, and then yeah, he he dies. But like, yeah, I did feel like some sort of like, haha, fuck you, kid. That's what you get. But like at the same time, I was like, it would have been cool if like. Like, what if there was a big arc where each of those kids, like, goes to one of the villages or whatever, like, that, like, the girl goes to the Sun Village and she, like, is investigating, like, what's going on there. And then, like, the the jerk kid, like, teams up with the bad guys only to find out at the very end that, like, 
he was only working with them just so he could get information. You know what I mean? Like, guys, there was so much guys, more in there that I feel like would have been way better than what they actually did. Guys, we already cut uh, Horizon. It's dead. What? Stop hurting it. It's been? dead. Oh, okay. It's I'm dead. sorry. It's dead. Best narrative. Let's sorry. keep let's keep this uplifting, guys. That being the case, Nier Automata is number one winner. Done. Uh, let's mm-hmm. talk about the other ones. Persona 5. Uh, I, okay. Uh, I agree. We're cutting Persona Christ 5? Almighty, yeah. no. I love Persona Taste. 5. Persona Damn. 5. Pers- I thought you guys no. were going to fight for that. No, Hell Persona no. 5's Moises and I and hate the narrative. Or its strength. Its story is not. Okay. Moises yeah, because that's what I've yeah, heard. Because I've, ne- I've got to the end. I got about halfway through that game, and I was just like, nah, this is Yes, yeah, so you only played time. about 30 hours of it, then? Or 50 hours Unless you're completely 100% involved in that game. Does anyone want to argue for Doki Doki Literature Club? No. no, the start of it is really bad unless you're like really into that, I, or, I was or you into know it. that you're at going towards something. If you play this game without knowledge of like what the ending is, a lot of people are deterred from that game. I've I don't tried think, to convince so many people to play. It I don't think that's a knock that against like, it though, because like I think that game is aimed towards. I think it's free for a reason, right? I think it's looking for people yeah. who are looking for visual novels, but then don't know what it is, right? And I can imagine people who don't play, who didn't know what Doki Doki was, or maybe heard about it but didn't know what it was, and are individual novels playing it and getting to that point and being like, yo, what is happening? And then being like blown away. That being the case, I don't think it's top three. Yeah, but it's like it's like three hours before you get to that. Yeah. But I think yeah. I, I like the three hours. If you're just clicking, like if you're not involved in that story, you're just sitting there clicking. Yeah, yeah. You're like that's the every, that's one every visual dude novel I've ever heard. Who likes the like the actual visual novel dating? I ha- I hated the first hour of it, but then like I started getting into it. Like I started reading the poems, and I was like, "Hey, I like I write poems in my real life." So it, it, I kind of I kind of felt it. I was, I'm also easily impressed by stories. I don't know if you guys realize this. I really like <laughs> rap music, and I really like stories. Two things I'm very easily impressed with. Okay. Every day, boys and blessing play. All right, let's Doki. let's talk about the bottom three. My babies. Why are you? That's Pyre, What remains of Edith Finch? Oh and Jesus! Night in the Woods. They are all fucking Moises's babies. Oh yeah, Moises. So I think one of them battles. definitely deserves top three. Um, what remains of Edith Finch? That's the one that I'm. I'm dude, all right, we should just get into them and see what everybody else thinks. Because uh, Ian or Moises, do you guys want to talk about Pyre real quick? Not really, honestly. No. Like, you don't really feel that. For it. No, I mean I love it, and like it really, it did make me think deeper about religion, and made me think deeper about my connection with religion and stuff like that. But I feel like Pyre, I don't think it's game of the year best narrative. I think it's game of my life. You know what I mean? Like I had a personal, uh, I had a personal connection with it because of like what happened in my life. But I can see those who don't have my personal life experiences not having that same effect. Okay. You know what I mean, Moises, I assume you feel stronger for the bottom two, maybe. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Fire can go. I yeah. like. It. We've kind of talked about it a lot. This. Here, it, yeah. I want I mean, I've, I've, I've said my. I feel like I've said my piece for Pyre. Like, I think it. I think it's a fantastic game. Um. It. Yeah. It's. It makes like my rankings. Um. But I just. There's. There. There's other things that I've heard and other things that I've seen that. Just get a a more like more reaction out of me um it's not it's not even necessarily that i think they're like they're well done. i mean i made a like, 10 minute video off of it for god's sake like i obviously love the game but yeah like, yeah again i feel Stand like it's more of like it's one of those stories that is not universally 
like oh man that story was crazy it's more like your like how you've lived your life and like up to this point like maybe that can like affect the way you see that game a lot yeah i think pirate's I'll... messages are definitely stronger than its narrative and like you, you get the messages you you get the message it's trying to give early on and then the story just kind of goes it like keeps going forces it until sort of like a literal ending like everything just kind of ends in that game um but yeah pyre pyre can go okay i want to also cut life is strange before the storm only because episode three isn't out and without episode three i think it's very hard to judge yeah that story uh and so i'm gonna go ahead and just cut it all turned to shit and they're all aliens. Yeah. Like, like a, <laughs> it, it started it, looking like that was going to be the ending of the original Life is Strange when the fucking yeah, second moon came out. Of it nowhere. actually did. Um, So we're cutting Pyre also. Yeah. We're actually cutting down a lot more than I thought we would. I So Hellblade is an inter- interesting thing because if we were to ask me alone... I would I I wouldn't have put Hellblade in the top three because I think I think the story in Hellblade is great, but I don't I think the thing that's great about Hellblade is the way it tells the story more so than the story itself. Like I couldn't tell you the exact narrative of, of Hellblade. That being said, I think it's, I'm it's the minority. It's um, Dante's Inferno, the Nordic Nordic edition. Like it's a dude dude slash in this case a chick going down into the bowels of hell to like bring something back. Mm-hmm. And I, I, okay, we'll get into spoilers for one for literally one second. What happened at the ending? Because I watched the ending and I still don't know how the game ended. Like I played the ending and I still don't know. And I, I know it's, it's probably supposed to be purpose purposely ambiguous. Yeah. Yeah. But I am I am so lost as to what happened. I'm also not a huge fan for of what, ambiguity uh, at for endings for, for Hellblade. Stuff. Oh, for Hellblade. Oh, okay. Then you definitely don't like near then. Near, I felt like I, I understood. Near is a different story because I feel like I understood the ending. I under, I understand the the um the narrative in Near, but it's just a narrative that is like a thing of you have to really dig deep. And I guess Hellblade is the same, but I feel like I I feel like the way Near wrapped up and the way and the way Hellblade wrapped up, I at least got something from the way Near wrapped up. Hellblade wrapped up, and I was like, I got nothing. I don't know. I don't know what how I should feel or think about any of this because I feel like it was communicated very ambiguously. Whereas near, at least like there's a lot of like subtext in near, but near wrapped up in a way where I was like, okay, I understand this is happening, I understand this, and I kind of understand the whole overarching kind of thing going on. Yeah, but would anybody? Right. Let's 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 cut Hellblade so it doesn't ruin the ending for other people. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah. I... Because I think I, I'm willing to hear arguments about Hellblade. My thing was just that, like, I didn't, I didn't really. I don't think. I it's think top it's three. more of a like a Mass Effect three thing where like I didn't care about the the what how if people dislike the ending of Mass Effect three and all that because like the journey there was the real like mm-hmm. story slash narrative for me. Yeah, like it wasn't the ending of that story but, that I really cared. But for. the ending for me is just an example of like one of the thing of a moment where I'm like I don't know what's happening. This game isn't communicating to me accurately like what's happening in the story. Like I feel like the whole story in itself, uh, not just the ending alone, but like the whole story itself. Like throughout the game, I was just kind of confused. It was like watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine, except. <laughs> by the end of Blade, tw- Blade Runner 2049, I was like, okay, this is the thing that's happening. Throughout all of Hellblade, I couldn't tell you, like, I know she was going to hell. I know she was trying to, like, resurrect her lover. And I know, like, yeah. 
I know things about her and about her trials and tribulations. And I think the thing about Hellblade is that I got a lot more from her individual struggles and walking through that with her and like the individual situations and visions and trials she went through than the actual like story. Than how they crafted the actual story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we cutting it. Uh, Sorry, Brandon. This is this is Brandon's pick too. Uh, yeah. That's why I feel bad cutting it, but. There it goes. There it goes. So we have four left. We have Near Automata, Wolfenstein Two, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Night in the Woods. All right, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real as fuck. You don't like Wolfenstein Two. Didn't think my two were gonna get in here. <laughs> I'm just really fucking happy that they're that they're even in the top four. <laughs> Like I love I love Pyre, but like these are my babies more than Pyre at this point. Yeah. Do we want to um, real quick just to give context, like kind of uh, maybe even spoil Night in the Woods a bit uh, and talk about Edith Finch? No, I want to play that game. Don't do it. Well, you, I mean, you can take your headphones off. Because uh, I, well, I feel like I, what bye. makes Night in the Woods so good is uh, it's hard to talk about without spoiling. Can I, well, stuff. can I can I ask you guys without giving context? Uh, Alex and Moises, since I think you're you're the only guys that have played both of those games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Which one would you guys choose between the two of those? If you if you had to choose, I think we might be split. Is the thing. Yeah. Because okay. I I I would go for Night in the Woods, and I feel like he would go for Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Say say your pieces then. I'm gonna take All right, my Moises, you want to go first? No, you can you can have it. I I want to hear your case for Edith Finch. Okay, so Edith Finch is essentially, in essence, um, a way better version of a series of unfortunate events. So, um, and I'll get into some slight spoilers. I'll try to keep it spoiler-free as much as possible. Um, You're essentially a 17-year-old girl, um, and you are the last remaining person in your family. You are Edith Finch, and so you take a ferry to your to this island where your family has, like, your family all the way up to like your great, great grandfather. They like sailed over and like uh, brought the house with them from overseas. And like, it's essentially you, you show up to this house and just start going through it. And it's like this crazy wonky house. Like if we had a best level design award, it would go to this game. Um, And essentially you're going through and you don't know why you're doing this, but you kind of show up to the house uh, and you just start like, there was some sort of a, something happened where your family just up and left one night and then nobody's gone back to the house since. Uh, and so you're like the first person who's been to your, this family house, the Finch house, uh, in like 10 years, I think. And so you're going through and, uh, it is, it's a walking simulator, but, um, it, it does, it's probably the best walking simulator I've ever played. And I think it, it's so much more than just a walking sim, but, uh, you're essentially walking through and, um, you know, the character Edith, is, um, you know, she's recounting this, these tales, her memories of what's happened to her family. Like, um, and you start realizing like, there's like some dark stuff that's going on. Um, and so, and like you get like, for example, you get into the house and all, every single door in the house, every single door, uh, except for the garage is caulked and sealed and like quarantined off. Like you can't get into them. Because one of your crazy family members like thought there was a curse and boarded up all the doors, um, and so you you and eventually also realize they, they drill the peephole into it so that they could always watch from the outside. Yeah, yeah, super creepy. Um, and essentially, like you're going through, and you I don't want to spoil 
like how it happens, but you eventually figure out how to get into these rooms and uh, realize like the family, like what, like your, your family's like eccentricness and just creepiness also is represented in the house. Like the how like there's essentially like there's a bunch of like secret tunnels and stuff that you walk around in the game through. Um, and the main part of the game is you're walking through uh, each of the. It seems like this is more like the game itself rather than how the story. No, no, I'm getting really to it. I'm getting to it. Why, why the narrative is. No, I'm getting, I'm just setting it up. I'm setting it up. Okay. Um, and so essentially once you get into this house and get going, you are going through everyone's, you're going through everyone's belongings, their memories. And there's like, you're essentially setting up a family tree. Um, and you're, you are, uh, so you start off. I'm trying not to spoil too much. Uh, and you're essentially like re- reliving the memories of these people. And you realize all of them have had untimely deaths and weird deaths. And you slowly realize like, uh, hey, maybe that curse that my family talked about is real. Um, and you're essentially like making your way through uh, all these people's memories. Very like some of them, like it does a great job at setting up like you feeling something emotional for this character and then you forget, Oh yeah, this is a game about tragedy and tragedy strikes. Um, and I think like probably the biggest, uh, I, I think the biggest spoiler is halfway through the game. Like you're the entire time you're focused on death, uh, and destruction and tragedy in your life. And then you realize things kind of shift on its head and the entire narration, you realize the character is writing a letter to her future daughter and you realize she's actually 22 weeks pregnant and is kind of saying her final goodbyes to the family house and kind of writing like a memoir for her future daughter. And, um, yeah, I I don't know. It just like, it was a really special game. Uh, I, I think it's really, I think it's probably the most, interesting narrative i probably played this year uh i don't know i might be exaggerating but it's really top-notch um and it's hard to get into like more than that without spoiling like the entire game yeah uh i mean i'd like to add on to sort of uh to edith finch um i like it because it's it's a story about telling stories and like the significance yeah. of stories like uh, a lot of it because the the whole conceit is that the family is cursed or so they say and mm-hmm. like there, there's a lot there about how if you drag around things in the past like from the past like they will drag you down uh i i think that's pretty like well established actually in in that first thing that you said about how the family um the great-grandfather i think his daughter and her husband they moved um they sailed like across the ocean and he literally dragged the house with him and just as they made it like almost to the shore the house ended up getting dragged down uh by the tide and the the great-grandfather went down with the house and so it kind of starts it, it it's like sort of like they came to this land for like a fresh new start and then like one thing that could have been one thing that could have been like a total accident ends up becoming this huge thing for this family when the reality of it is that like in in constantly thinking that death is like right around them i feel like a lot of them were like a lot of them didn't live like their best lives um like a lot of them go 
one of them i i don't even think you get into the story but like one of them dies after only like a year i think one of them dies after 10 years and i think you get into that one and it's sort of like they're all accidents that these people just kind of place uh significance on Mm -hmm. um when the reality of it is that like they should just be it, it, it like the message of the game is like don't get caught up like in the past just live just live your, your best life like as like, live it as fully as you can otherwise the death that like you thought was coming will actually come and then you'll be unfulfilled by the end of it yeah which well i think is i think is great however i feel like, cause like, I I love that. Like, I I want to pick Night in the Woods over it, but N- Night in the Woods just it. Like, I think I've said more than enough about Greg that sort of informs themes of uh, a Night and in the Woods. I'd be like, honestly, we're talking best narrative here, and I think Edith Finch. I feel like Night in the Woods has like a sole focus on narrative, whereas Edith Finch is like one of the reasons I love it is. Uh, like some other things that it does. Like so how stylized I'd be fine each with the like, vignettes are. Yeah. And like, I think that game does great gameplay stuff and, and great uh, presentation stuff. So I feel like I'm fine with like, if we want to get rid of night in the woods, if we want to have night in the woods instead, like I can see the argument for that being that night in the woods. Um, yeah. I'm still swinging towards having night in the woods over either Finch. Yeah. For best narrative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine it with just, that. It, it, this, it's not that I... Like, I love walking simulators, but they're just so easy to craft a narrative in that I'm like, it's a little bit of a cop-out that it's easier to do it in. Like, it's it's like it's like the difference between, like, having the time in a 100-hour RPG to develop a story and a character and stuff like that versus something that's a lot smaller. Can While I come like back now? like, walking simulator, they have all of the... the the effort to put it all into narrative because the I whole know. game is just only involves you kind of walking around. So you get to put the more effort into a narrative while like what remains of, I mean, night of the woods is more like interactive and stuff like that. Can I come back now? Yeah. 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 Can I come back too? I, I think, I, I think we sort of came to a consensus that. Yeah. Not <laughs> they're like cut near automata. Uh, <laughs> So what are we what are we going with? Night in the woods. Night in the woods stays. Edith Finch goes. Yep. Wow. I did not think it would go that direction. Um, that's not me being, being, being sarcastic and being completely serious. By the way, uh, segue. Uh, our uh, yeah. How's results the poll are doing? Right, the poll so far. This is horseshit. Twenty-seven votes. Fifty-nine percent says no. Forty-one uh, percent says yes. And so I am in the right. All y'all are wrong. And all y'all need to get your ears about. fixed. What? I forget what we were even talking about. The Zelda's Zelda voice, bad acting, voice acting. Bad voice acting in Zelda. Oh. Yep. So, so far, at least, most people will say that the voice acting in Zelda is not good. Um, well, no, they yeah. just... Yeah. And a lot of people are they voting yes bad, based though. off the Japanese voice track, too. And so, uh, I'm sure if I specified English, there'd be even more no's. Um, so, do we have a winner here? Is it what we're all thinking? Too. Yeah, not in the woods. Wait, you, you're joking, right? Wolfenstein 2. Nope. Near Automata. It's Near Automata. No, my, I'm between Near and Wolf. Near on to, like Near Automata is good, 
But it's like a whole, like, it's nearly the same kind of thing of, like, when we're talking about moments in Wolfenstein, where it's like, it's a whole lot of, like, mini stories but there, in Nier Automata. I think Nier Automata asks a lot more questions than Wolfenstein 2. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Agreed. Like, each, actually, each part yeah. of a section is like, here's one, here's one question, and here's another question. It's no, like, it's not one big, huge, long question. I, I, while, like, Night in the Woods is, like, one whole story. I don't think so. I think the way that Nier Automata plays with its own story throughout the multiple playthroughs and plays with the idea of what makes a human human, what makes a robot robot, what do emotions mean, like, the way it plays with the philosophy of humanity throughout its it's uh however many playthroughs in the way where each playthrough each playthrough lifts up another layer of that question uh i think the way it goes about that stuff is way deeper than wolfenstein 2 even though i think wolfenstein 2 I, does a lot of better stuff with its cutscenes and its individual characters and all that stuff i think the way near automata does story and the way it's written and the 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 pure the pure nature of the uh the blade runner-esque uh, themes that, that go on in your automata i think is is amazing and done even better than than blade runner does it um i just don't like how it takes like 30 hours to get to the good stuff it doesn't take 30 hours to get to the good if stuff. you want the, the whole f- experience like i feel like near doesn't respect your time at all but that's like that's like saying that's like saying i don't like having to play a 40 hour rpg a 40 hour rpg i don't like playing 40 hours to get to the end of a 40 hour rpg like no, I'm saying that yeah, wait, a 40 wait, that, hour that's RPG the thing. should hook me. This, this before. is not about best game. Near Automata like hook me in the best narrative, near, and it takes a whole 30 hours to get to good narrative. I don't think so. I think the I think the narrative of the first playthrough is fine. I think that stuff is. I the think first playthrough is, is trash. It is just the, a the stereotypical game. I very much disagree. I think the first playthrough is is, is good. Then the subsequent playthroughs are excellent in terms of story. Yeah. But you have to get through that first playthrough. You don't have to get through the first That's playthrough. Like you get, you, get to, the first you get to play the first playthrough. You don't have to get through it. You get to play it. The first playthrough is great. No. I'm putting Night of the Woods as mine. Ian, where are you at? Because Ian, and you played no both... there's no way in hell that I would ever vote for Wolfenstein. Ian, you also played both Wolfenstein 2. Me, me and Ian are, like I think, the only ones that played both Nier Automata and Wolfenstein 2. And Alex, right? Yeah. Because Al- apparently Alex played the first But I fell off of Nier because it didn't hook me. Yeah. Ian, where are you at? I think that Nier is better simply because so if we're doing construction right i think the construction of the narrative in wolfenstein 2 is better but i also think the gameplay in wolfenstein 2 isn't where's good. wolfenstein in this it's not in the woods is number one not in the woods uh, no, i play I've, i played wolf i played Automata not- asks the, I, I agree with blessing that it asks the important questions and i think that it asks more a lot about for example one of the biggest questions, the first questions they asked is like, what does it mean to be human? And what does it mean to be a robot? What's the difference? But then a lot of the questions they had asked later in the game are like way deeper than that. Like asking like, is, is a lot of what we do as human beings performative? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, d- is it true that like what it means to be human is just something that we do on the outside because everyone else is doing it? Like we're just putting on a performance. What, what does it really mean to be human? Like this deeper question more so than any other game's asking. You know, and I feel like Wolfenstein 2 is a good narrative. I haven't played Night in the Woods yet, so I can't say for, for certain what it means. But I think Nier Automata wins it for me simply because it asks these big questions that no other game I can think of off the top of my head is asking. And I, I played, and I didn't want to, I don't, I, I hate hating on games. I played two hours of Night in the Woods, and I felt like that game, in terms of what makes a game for me, it kind of actively pushed me away in terms of, of what it is in the story like i played it, i was like okay the school the story and the atmosphere is good i was not feeling it at all and i fell away from it 
Wolfstein 2 and Nier Automata pulled me in with the story, and I, I, I very much disagree with about the first playthrough of Nier Automata being anything, any sort of bad. I think it's good. I think the game gets better afterwards, no, no, but I don't I didn't think... I not say it's bad. I think it's just a normal, stereotypical game. I don't, There's I don't nothing even think wrong it's... with it. It's just a game. It's a game where you go hack and slash. It's like a hack and slash game, the first one. Yeah. Playthrough. And this, I mean, there's still a, there's like still a... a story there in the first playthrough. I think the story there is, is still fine. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a flaw that it gets better the more you play it. For me, I think uh, I, I really like the themes and ideas that Nier comes up, but like as a just like a good old story, Correct. I think yeah, Night in the Woods or Wolf do narrative, it's not Yeah, but I don't think that's good, I don't think yeah. that's good reasoning because being like I like Why? a good old story. That's like saying that like hey, don't go deep, go service level. Tell it like tell I mean what's that, funny. but also just because you don't deep, go deep doesn't mean you should win. Like, yeah, I, I mean I, I I agree with that, but I think Nier Automata doesn't only go deep, but it goes deep very well. No, uh, pause. Like it go it. it it does the thing where it's like, hey, it asks the questions, but also th- throughout the game, like the ways the char- the way the characters are dressed, the way the uh, the the robots are, right? Like you have all these very plain looking robot enemies, right? And like you would attri- you would usually attribute like a lot a lot of stuff that goes on in near, right? You would attribute to design because these are how J- JRPGs JRPGs are supposed to look, but everything has meaning in terms of the way they look, right? The the robots in, in near are very plain and are very the way in the way they look, they are very emotionless because that is set in place in order to convey uh, the the emotion that they are exhibiting through their actions. Like to piggyback off what what Ian was saying in terms of is humanity performative, right? The the robot robots are performing very human actions and very human things. Even though if you look at the robots, they are very like they they look the furthest thing away from humans as possible in order to to convey the idea of like. Okay, these these machines, these items are doing these things. How does that reflect the way that we treat them and the way that we view them as machines, right? Um, and yeah, like I, in turn, in as as someone who played both Wolfenstein Two and Nier Automata, like I, I absolutely love Wolfenstein Two, and even after playing Wolfenstein Two, I was like shook because I was like, man, between this and Nier Automata, like I think we got two juggernauts in terms of like these are two of the best story games I think I've ever played. Nier Automata, to me, I think, is on another level in terms of how well executed it goes about asking its questions and, and, the, way, and the way it goes about exper- is experimenting with the way that its gameplay can ask those questions. I think Wolfstein 2 and Night in the Woods do great things in the fact that, like, Night in the Woods is a, wa- is a like, 2D walking sim- simulator adventure game type, type deal, right? And I think, it do- I think it's, a, it's, an amazing one of th- it's an amazing one of those. I personally wasn't feeling it, but I think in general, in terms of the way it's received, I think it's a great one of those. Wolfstein 2, in terms of what shooters do, shooters do I think it's a great one of those, right? It's an amazing... It, it has one of the best stories of experience in a first-person shooter, Nier Automata, I think, took JRPGs and recontextualized them, restructured them, and did something that's completely unseen before in in uh, not only its genre but in video games in general. Not really unseen. You you, you literally go back and play Nier One or the, whatever the game was he before he changed mm-hmm. it to Nier. Like he done, he's Dragon done this Dragon. exact same style before. Yeah, I, I I can't really I don't really have a frame of reference for those because I've only played Nier Automata. Yeah. Hmm. So. Alright, we just vote then. It's gonna be two two two. Like I know Nia's gonna two, win, one. but I'm still putting my vote towards Night in the Woods. I mean I'm more set on Night in the Woods than Nier. Um Yeah. Yeah, we're get, well Night in the Woods is gonna is is go, is going to win if we vote. I think that's I think that's a mistake, and I think voting is I I, I think in terms of what these discussions are about. Yeah, I why think, is it wrong? Just because you feel that more. No, it's not it's not about 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 it's
What was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bless is getting flustered. No, I'm yeah. not getting flustered. I'm talking about in terms of. <laughs> well, I'm no, telling you. No, no, like, no, no, no. If you're, if you're, like you're going to laugh, Sam, I'm getting like flustered. Let me explain myself like, without interrupting me. Just say, like, I've got a book of short stories about human emotion and human, like, ideals. That's what Nia feels like. It doesn't feel like a cohesive one story. It feels like a whole bunch of short stories Did you about beat it? one huh. topic. Well, before we go on, because you guys are making fun of me for not liking the voting system. We're just, Alex, we're just mean, messing with you. I know, I know I don't, but I don't like. I, 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 people, pe- people are listening, I, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to set the rest, record straight of why I'm not into the voting system. Me and you, Alex, are both bo- both admins of a Facebook group to where we don't have a voting system in that Facebook group uh, in order to figure out who makes. What? How do we make admins in that Facebook group? Because people vote based on popularity, and they vote based on who they like. They don't vote based on who's best for the job. That's the reason why, whenever it comes down to a vote, I'm like, uh, let's let's settle down down a bit and talk yeah, about it a little bit like more. That's like two different things. Like one is like how something should be run, and one is like which is our favorite thing for this topic. No, oh, this we doesn't do say it doesn't say vote because it's favorite narrative. It says best is, narrative. I think those are yeah. two different things. I think Nier Automata has, no, a, has a better narrative than both than both both of these games. And I feel Night of the Woods has a better narrative because it's a cohesive one story yeah. that does a and if we if, if we land on Night in the Woods, about human if we land on Night in the Woods, I think that's fine. But I I I prefer we talk about it like like I I, I like talking and I, I like leaving voting to be like the last. Well, that's what I mean. Thing. We've got to the point where we're just saying the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, yeah. we haven't really gotten into voting. We, 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 we can we can vote. I'm just I'm just these are just the reasons why I'm like let's wait let's not let's not all, all let's not always go to a vote every single time because I feel like even even in past categories like having conversations off the podcast like like we've looked at past categories and been like eh, was voting really the best option in terms of how some of these played out. But, yeah, but that's the thing. We keep getting to these impasses where we're not doing anything. We're just saying the same things over and over again. So all right, let's vote because I'm going to vote for Nier. Like, Ian's going to vote for Nier. I was going to vote for Night in the Woods. Boys is going to vote for Night in the Woods. describe why Nier is better than Night of the Woods. Say that again? If you, uh, unless you have a new way, because you're saying the same thing over I legit have been saying like, different saying things this whole time. Same thing about Nier. So, like, it's not changing I've been our say- opinions I, of I've Nier. not been saying Unless this- you have something new to discuss, I don't see another way other than voting. I've been saying. I mean, I've been. I've been giving new arguments this whole time. We can vote. We already know how this is going to vote, so I don't think it's. It's. It's even. We can go through the process, but. I mean, can we all say? Can we all just go through real quick and say what? Uh... Okay, I'm near. Also near. Yeah, not in the woods. Night in the woods. Uh. I feel like I'm Wolfenstein or Night in the Woods. You gotta pick one. I mean, regardless of what I pick, I guess I'm the tiebreaker, right? Um, Popular vote. So I think what I like about... I think Wolfenstein would be my winner if I hadn't gotten spoiled on everything. That really... I'm kind of pissed that I was spoiled. Um, But yeah, out of these three... Let me ask this question also. Because I think if we were to take Nier out of the equation and made it between Wolfenstein and Nine in the Woods, I think Wolfenstein would win. Agreed. Right? So does that complicate things? Wait, between what? Wolfenstein 2 and Night in the Woods. Because me, Ian, and Alex would vote Wolfenstein 2 over Night in the Woods. And I think Wolfenstein 2 also deserves it over, over Night in the Woods. Which I think, which is also another reason why I think voting complicates things. But I just want to th- put that idea out there. That like Wolfenstein 2 also, I think, very much would des- should deserve it over Night in the Woods. I would probably agree with that. So Wolfenstein? 
I'll put I'll give it to Wolfenstein too because for me Nier and Wolfenstein are neck and neck, and Nine in the Woods is very much very lower than both of them. All right, I go. I'll change mine to Wolfenstein then. Yeah, if I don't have to choose between one or the other, mine I think I would go Wolfenstein. Yuck. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going Wolfenstein then. <laughs> Wolfenstein yeah. is the worst. And that's also uh, another reason why the voting thing, because this happened with, with past categories where we vote and then things that probably should have won or stayed were left off because vo- votes were split in a way where the consensus wasn't well, taken into account. people should vote for the ones that they want then. Yeah, but that, that's what we just did, right? And two of us went in Nier, two yeah. of us went in Night in the Woods, and two of us went, one of us went in Wolfenstein. If we were to split it between Wolfenstein and Night in the Woods, Wolfenstein would beat Night in the Woods. That's what's wrong with the, with the voting system. Well, then that's what I mean. You stop it then and do like what we just did just then. And we'll, well, we'll I tried to stop it before and y'all kind of, you know, kind of uh, shrug me off and kind of. It's all in the past. Do Don't stuff, so. listen. If you constantly re- relive your past, you won't be able to live your best life. <laughs> maybe if, if, if you let a brother talk and stop the voting, then maybe we could get things done. All right. So for best narrative, we have Wolfenstein 2 as the winner with Nier Automata and Nine in the Woods being runner ups. God. Do we really want to do this to ourselves? Yeah, that was a blood. That yeah, narrative was a bloodbath. Holy crap! Um, All right, let's get into it. This is probably gonna take a while. Top ten games. Can we get uh, like I'll kill Yu-Gi-Oh even before you get into this list. Yu-Gi-Oh should not be on. Wait, this wait, list. wait, wait. I want to. I have. I have arguments for Yu-Gi-Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have arguments yeah. for Yu-Gi-Oh. But let me read this. And I trust me. We're gonna start cutting. I I got like a bunch of stuff that I put on there that I'm gonna cut. Um. But let's get into it. Let's read for top 10 games. So the way we're going to go about this is we have a bunch of games listed. Um, every, game, every game that we think can even have a possibility of fitting into the top 10, we put on this list. We're going to cut, or no, we're not going to cut, but we're going to read all these games and then we're going to narrow it down to top 10 and then we're going to list that top 10 in order. Uh, and so <clears throat> reading down the list, we have Sonic Mania, Doki Doki Literature Club, Golf Story, Pyre, Wolfenstein 2, Super Mario Odyssey, Nier Automata, Zelda Breath of the Wild, Destiny 2, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, Divinity Original Sin 2, Hellblade, For Honor, Lawbreakers, Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links, Cuphead, Prey, Injustice 2, Neo, Middle-Earth Shadow of War, Life is Strange Before the Storm, Horizon Zero Dawn, South Park The Fractured But Whole, Tekken 7, Resident Evil 7, What Remains of Edith Finch, um, Persona 5, Night in the Woods, Assassin's Creed, Origins, Evil Within 2, and Absolver. All right, we can cut Absolver. Let's be real, y'all. I'm just, yeah. I was writing and games that we played, just making sure oh, no. that I, I counted everything. No, I think yeah. that's great. I mean, I did the same thing, too. Um, Evil Within 2. And, and For Honor. Like, hashtag Nathan's meme of the year. For Honor for game of the year. But, yeah, it's it, the server issues can never be overlooked. It might be They're my still top probably 10, bad to this day. personally, but not... <clears throat> best yeah no it's like it's number like eight i think on my own personal I'm cutting Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. duel links yeah alex do you think lawbreaker should be on here um i think it's the best shooter that came out this year besides PUBG uh, and wolfstein too and split we, can, too. we can cut it probably i don't think it's gonna win. like in this crowd like it, i'm also keeping in mind this is not my personal list this is the what the sites list mm-hmm. an amalgamation of all of us i don't Does think it's on there anybody have an argument for prey no. No. All right. Um, I think I added that because I never played Zero it. Where's Horizon Zero Dawn? Is that even Oh, on yeah. List? Where's Horizon because Zero Dawn? Like, like, yeah, that's yeah, right here. That straight yeah, I, so I put Horizon Zero Dawn on the list just so people know we didn't forget it. It's not that we think Horizon Zero Dawn is a bad game. It's just that some of us think it's a bad game and some of us just don't 
All right, that ends. I just think it's a boring game. <laughs> it's not that we think it's a bad game. It's just that some of us think it's a bad game. <laughs> Assassin's Creed. Ian, get rid of that bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, Yusuf. Uh, Evil Within. Also, get rid of that bullshit. Yeah. What else have we got on this list? Neo. Did no Sorry, none of us? Did anyone? Play Sorry, Neo? Chase. <laughs> I, I think like, I wanted to play it because Chase made such a big deal of it. I played, Here's the, I played, I played like probably close to 20 hours of that game. Here's the thing. We're cutting a lot of games that I think are better than PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. I was about to cut Shadow of War, but then I looked at PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds and I was like, that's probably going to make it. Shadow of War is better than PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. I just wanted to say that sentence real not quick. Even, not even in the slightest of ways. Yeah, it no. is. You're yes, not. No. Shadow of War is better. I'm going to cut Shadow of War because I'm a responsible adult. Um, uh, <laughs> South Park. You're the only yeah, one that South really Park. played it. I, it, was, it was probably the funniest game of this year, but that's it. Yeah. Like, South I think Park it had really great bits, so. but I think South Park Stick of Truth is a better overall game. Stick of Truth is a classic. It's a yeah. hood classic. Yeah. I do um, like, like, there was awesome moments, like the uh, the church in this one, um, the strip club. Like, those are great moments, uh, but. <laughs> Alex yeah. is, is describing his early 20s. <laughs> Injustice 2 can go because I think Tekken 7 is a better fighting game. I agree. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. How, wait, hold up. How many do we boxes. have currently? One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, Sonic Mania. <coughs> Sonic Mania. Let's come back to it. Because <laughs> I think it's <laughs> a strong contender for number 10. <laughs> Sonic um, Mania is, is amazing. Doki Doki Literature Does anyone Club. want Persona 5 on this list? I do. Moises does. Okay. But uh, I my think list is my list is down below, so yeah, I do want it on this list. Okay. Oh, I thought you were the ones that was like get rid. I'm of also acting. I, 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 I think that it makes a lot of mistakes, and I think that one of the biggest things is the platform that it's on. Um, to be honest, but Should've I think it Switch. definitely deserves to be in the conversation. I think it's way more polished, way beautiful, way more beautiful, and says a lot more than PUBG will ever do. I don't care that PUBG is more popular. I agree with that. Well, I don't um, agree with all that. I think PUBG is. Says a lot, but I agree that Persona Five is more deserving. Um, okay, so now we're getting to the gritty. We yeah, can I'm probably we cut. Can... I'll, Resident I'll cut Evil Seven. As much as I love Resident Evil Seven, and now after playing that in VR, like I probably will never play another horror game in VR. I mean, without VR. I, I just cut Sonic Mania. But it, it, it itself, without VR, it's a really good game, and it's really the reason it is so good is because it harkens back to the original Resident Evil Sevens, rather than it being same same reason why I don't think Sonic Mania should be on the list is that the only reason it's good is because hey 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 I've already cut the it. The last couple games you don't need to slander it. Really bad, and I've already like, cut it. Going down a path that nobody wanted, and now it's finally harkening back to the original style of what it was supposed to be like and that's why it's better than it seen seen better than it actually mm-hmm. is like resident evil 7 is amazing but would it be as good if it the last couple games had been bad and we always wanted it to go back to like the slow in the mansion style of resident evil anybody have an argument for resident evil 7 no i agree with nato cool yeah sorry resident evil 7 Oh, so Life is Strange for the Storm. List very high on my own personal list. I'm cutting Life is Strange for the Storm for the same reason I cut it for Best Narrative. The third episode is not out. Okay. Bye bye. Super Mario? No. Oh, sorry, I think should go. <laughs> oh, Nato, I see what you're trying to do there. I think, it, I think it's a better game. 
a better indie game, better smaller game than which one? Than Golf Story. That's true. Wait, what That's game? True. Uh, Golf Story. Wait, what's a better what's a get better game than Golf Story though? Like in Cup Cuphead. Yeah, but I, th- I think they both can possibly exist on this list. It. I think Golf Story's top, I, but I put I would put Golf Story over Cuphead in my opinion, in my very humble opinion. Uh, don't add numbers yet. Um, uh, we have sixteen left, so we need to get so, rid of six. So let's let's talk about cutting Zelda. Okay, well, no, that's not <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're funny. Um, like I would cut Mario a hundred times before I even went anywhere. Oh Jesus! Zelda. The list we have. So we have sixteen remaining in the list we have. Well, I would cut Doki Doki. Uh, yeah, I didn't over agree. all of these games. Yeah. It deserves mentions, but I don't think it's a top ten game of the year. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's it's on it's my still, list of top to ten. Get through the start bit, it's like a niche game up until like the first plot twist. Yeah. All right. So um, and saying that it's not it's it's not as good as a lot of visual novels I've played. Like I've played visual novels where I was intrigued from the start. That one is actually pretty boring. All right. Until so, I'm gonna unless you really get involved with the poem. I'm gonna read what we have right now because we have 15 left, so we need to cut five more. We have Golf Story, Pyre, Wolfenstein 2, Super Mario Odyssey, Near Automata, Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Destiny 2, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, Divinity: Original Sin 2, Hellblade, Cuphead, Tekken 7, What Remains to Be the Finch, Persona 5, and Night in the Woods. I am down to cut Tekken 7, and I think I'm the only yeah. one who really okay. played it that much. I, I played it. I really like it, but yeah, if you're not, if you're not passionate about it, then cut it. Yeah, I'm passionate about it, but it's against these other games. It's not. I think that Destiny should go. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. All right, I'm down. It's my number five for the year. Uh, but I won't argue for it that heavily. Yeah, but like this is everybody's top three versing each other. Yeah, that's a good point. At the moment, like if if, if one of these is not your top three. I wouldn't even have it on the list. So we're cutting Pyre is what you're saying. Um, It's definitely on my list, but I can definitely see if you guys didn't like it as much that we can cut. I now. think I'm more passionate about Golf Story than Pyre. I am also. I'm more passionate uh, right. for Pyre than Golf Story. Yeah, I'm not passionate about anything. I think that we all eventually die and that all we do, everything we do is... Moises, did you play Golf Story? Calm down. Moises, you play Golf Story? All right. Uh, yeah, who's who is Golf Story as and in, in in anyone's top three games? Uh, I don't think that's. I don't, it's in both me and Alex's top ten, which I think says more about some games that are in one person's top. Yeah, I think Golf Story is top ten game of the year for sure. Yeah. Uh, well, like Destiny was nearly in all of our top tens. Yeah, I think Golf. I think. I think. I think. What separating Golf Story does, separating though, is myself more from like my does. my. My bias towards golf story, I feel like it does really cool things with that uh, that genre and like especially golf games and especially like you know RPGs. I, I think it's like really kind of inventive and it has it, like all around. I think it's really really solid. Yeah, um, and like I I agree with that. And also like golf story, in ter- I'm probably gonna repeat whatever Alex just said, but like uh, in ter- in terms of mixing together RPG mechanics and golf mechanics, like you read you read golf story as an advertisement and you're like. Okay, cool. Yeah, this sounds cool. And you play it, and you're like, "Oh wow, this works." Um, and the the writing is excellent, the gameplay is excellent, and like, I th- I think for a lot of the games, like a lot of these games listed, I think it's one or the other, where like the gameplay is excellent or the writing is excellent. I think for Golf Story, it's both of them. It's both. They both yeah. work very well. Golf Story is like my go-to Switch game. Whenever I want yeah. to play something, it's Golf Story. 
Let's talk about um, Night in the Woods. Damn. I know it's... Damn, you're gonna you're gonna defend Golf Story, which is pretty low on your list, and you're gonna try and chop something as Night of the Woods. It's the, Golf Story isn't. I don't list. think. I don't. Well, I I don't know where my list at, but I don't think it's that low on my list. I I put Golf Story on my list definitely over above Sonic Mania because I didn't even, I didn't even include Sonic Mania on my list. Spoilers. Yeah. So where um, I'm at, I think Golf Story is my favorite indie of the year. Um, not that we can only have a certain number of indies, but like versing, and I'm so sorry, Moises. I'm so sorry. I think personally, and speak up, everybody. Uh, Golf Story for me beats Pyre. It beats Night in the Woods. It does beat Pyre. It beats. uh, I mean, it beats Near. If I'm being honest. Uh, Okay. Now we're just. But I know that's not happening. Like I'm trying to be realistic. (laughs) Whoa! You you just back the fuck up right there. (laughs) Like the things that Golf Story says about our existence is just. Man, I'm sweating. (laughs) Yeah, like I. This is where we're about to like start hurting feelings. Okay, hold, um, up, hold up, before before we yeah. cut my my number one baby. Yeah, it's your number one. No, I I will defend this. Then I'm behind. So here's you my you here's my thing about for everybody's number one, number one to fit. Yeah, but you're gonna cut my number one then if what? I Divinity? if I don't defend his one. Are you talking about? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, Divinity. Well, it's both you're and Al- It's in both you and Alex's top three. Divinity's staying on there. I don't think there's any way to get okay. Divinity off there. Even though I, I, I would. F- I mean, I wouldn't fight for Divinity off there. But like, as someone who wasn't into Divinity, I for a fact know that I cannot get it off there, no matter what I do. Uh, Night in the Woods. I'm not letting Night in the, the Woods. Shit. I'll be gentle. I'll be gentle. I will gentle. let everything yeah. else on this list slip before I let Night in the Woods slip. I will. Yeah, I, I will I, fucking well, let Persona Five go to keep Night in the Woods. Then. I'm down with that. Jesus I'm totally down with that. Son. Nah, dog. I'm keeping Persona 5. <laughs> I'm down with that. Like, Yo, I'm, no, 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 I'm, I'm not what saying I'm here from Moises right now. I'm saying I would, like... like I'm, I was, I'm I was the one Moises. person who really loved Persona 5 throughout the whole year while everybody gave me shit, and I would still let Persona 5 slip before I let Night in the Woods slip. That being said, I'd cut Edith Finch. Oh. And I think, <laughs> I think if I'm reading the room right, um... Pyre is gonna. Pyre is not making the cut for most of you. Pyre, yeah. Edith Finch. Hold on, don't take Edith Finch one yet. Hold on, don't take Edith. What Finch remains of Edith Finch? Nothing Edith now, baby. Bye bye. Hold on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let me take. We only talked about the narrative, my friends. It's all, are we really? Do I need to defend? Are Edith you about to talk Finch? about the anti gravity mechanics of this walking Odyssey simulator? Before I cut Knot in the woods. Say that again. Are you about to... I would cut Odyssey before I cut Not in the Woods. I hate you so much. Don't talk, don't talk, don't slander Odyssey. We all know that you hate Italians. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we cut. Oh man, can we just cut Pyre real quick? Yeah, we can cut Pyre. Let's oh, just yeah, cut Pyre cut real Pyre. quick. Pyre. Make things it easier hurts. for us. It hurts me, but it hurts. It's on my top ten, I think, for the year. Uh, it hurts. Two more. I want Odyssey off this top ten. You know that's not happening, right? I know. Like, <laughs> it's just a nostalgia game. It's not for just me, the same as Sonic Mania. For me, I would cut Night in the Woods and Persona Five. Um, I granted, I haven't, I've not played Persona Five. Um, playing Night in the I Woods. I bought you the game, you fuck. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? Nothing. I hate you. Oh shoot! That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I would cut. This is my two. This is my two that I would cut: Persona Five and Super Mario Odyssey. Wow, I would be okay with cutting Persona Five. Actually, looking at this list, I would cut Persona Five. Oof. Man, Oof. 
Ian, do you feel more strongly for Persona than you do Nier? About Tokyo, it's where I live. I'd rather cut Golf Story than Persona Five. I'd rather cut Golf Story than Persona Five too. You know what? Looking at this list, well, actually, I would cut What Remains of Edith Finch. I think right now, Persona Five, What Remains of Edith Finch, and Golf Story are fighting for number ten. I'd rather cut Edith Finch than Golf Story. Then, so now it's between it's between Golf Story and Persona Five for number ten. It looks like. Dang, the knives are coming out. <laughs> oh, shit. oh gosh! Uh, Come so on, guys, story. make the right choice. <laughs> golf story, huh? Um, <laughs> man, I fucking hate PUBG. Wait, wait, why are not we talking about PUBG? PUBG, PUBG is no, on PUBG the list. PUBG should be on the list. Don't even fucking think of that. I've, I've, it I've been holding number one, but it's on the fucking. Here's the top thing. I've been sure. I've been acting. Even if it's number ten, I've been acting like a shy hitman. Yeah, even if it's number ten, it is. I've on been that acting like list. a shy hitman this whole podcast. I've been waiting for my moment. I've been holding back because I'm like, you know what? PUBG has had a great year. Bless, don't do this. Game? Don't do sure. this. You don't want to do this. Sure, I understand. Best because yeah. I will cut game. golf story over Battlegrounds. I'll, I'll Best ongoing game. I think you should get it, but these these cuts the don't think you should get it. So, so whatever. No more podcasts can ever be made on this. <laughs> Player knows Battlegrounds. It, right now, right, right now, the way we look at games and the way we judge games yep. is a bad experience. Mm-hmm. It is a bad it's experience. Not. It's not. It is. It's not. It is. It's how you've been crafted to think. It's I a bad played. Experience. I played on Xbox you, One the other day. These like Mario games with no no depth. What? To them. what they just depth? Look so what depth does Player Unknown's Battleground that you have? Think you just need a pretty game for it to be a good game, aka Odyssey. What? What? I think that NATO is the Alex Jones of video games. <laughs> <laughs> NATO is like no. NATO, people. It's funny you because see, last, here's the problem. Last week, you're confused by the government to think that good-looking <laughs> games are bad. Player knows Battlegrounds. I think here's my spiel. Player knows Battlegrounds. I think yep. is awesome. Right? It's an awesome playground, and it does a lot. It does a lot of things great in terms of hey, we're gonna take what Daisy did and what H1Z1 did, and we're going to add a dome that closes. Like I think that was very inventive. That was very great. When uh, I think that created a very fun experience. Uh, for that type of game, uh, but that game runs badly. I almost had an aneurysm playing that game on my Xbox One because that game was running at five frames per second. Almost threw up in my room. Uh, be- people fall through that world like crazy. Like this, this is the argument I'll give, and I won't, I won't pose this question to NATO because he's a psychopath. But we have Zelda, <laughs> and we have uh, Mario, and we have Hellblade, and we have Wolfenstein. We have these games that are absolutely amazingly polished. Right, and we praise them because they're polished. Right? Why are we praising them because they're because of their polish? And then we're having player knows battlegrounds on this list. I'm not. You're not. You're po- not. You're, polish is nothing. Polish, polish is, is fucking everything. Bullshit. We had shitty ass looking games com- all the way through our lives com- that we were like, "This is the funnest game ever." It's only now that it's in this current last two generations where it's like oh, 1080p. I don't care. Frames, I don't care about 1080p or 60 frames. It was how I don't care about 1080p or 60 Tetris frames. Like, I care about something working. Right? If I played, it does work. Can I, can I speak? So I think, yeah, polish and all this is is, is great. And if I think Overwatch came out last year and it was broken, would it still be your number one game? Uh, I mean, let me, let me So I think there's something we're we're talking yeah, about. Video, game, we're talking about games <laughs> here, and I think there's something to be said for just pure fun. And that is PUBG. Hellblade isn't pure fun. Persona yeah, 5 and that's great. Like it's, fun. it's represent like PUBG is good despite its horrible flaws. Despite, like despite it's, it being bad, the fun that it's had in Battlegrounds so far surpasses its technical flaws. 
at the end of the day, it's just a fun it. game. Especially if you if you look at the des- the design of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, like I admit, like the the dome thing closing, I think was a was a great des- design decision. But what what it's doing, right? Like even though it is th- it is the battle royale game to push through and be the one that people are looking at as the benchmark of battle royale games it's not it one it didn't it didn't i'm not not saying games need to create something in order to be great right but it didn't it wasn't the first in the battle royale genre like a lot of games did it first it's the first game to do it right and the things that it did it's not the first mario 3d game i'll throw the same let me finish Thank you. No, you're, you're making. You're not letting me finish my argument, so of course you don't know what I'm talking about. List. Right? I'm not saying it has to be the first because I literally just said that I'm not saying it has to be the first. But I'm also saying if you're going to be the next one, if you're going to be if you're going to be the next one, you have to innovate, right? And the thing that Player Knowns Battlegrounds did, like all the things that Player Knowns Battlegrounds did, I think were cool, but I don't think we're that amazing, right? It took something that was already established, yeah, and then it added you, a couple things, and those couple things were the catalyst. Not to me, I'm talking about in general. Those couple things that added were the... Two, yeah, they have, what is it, like two million people that think otherwise. The pe- people play... Dude, I play game. that game. Like, you say, I, oh, we don't the, the, include the popularity, though, but obviously two million people think it's a good everybody game. Everybody playing that game doesn't think it's a good game. You know why? Because I play that game. I play that game, and I enjoy it. Like I'm not saying it's a I'm not I'm I'm not saying as a game it's a bad game and you should feel bad for playing it. I'm just saying that if we're looking at these at all these games, like PUBG isn't even better than Shadow of War. Like if we're if we're looking at what makes these games great and we're looking at PUBG, PUBG of course creates a framework that's fu- that's fun to play in. That's awesome, right? It creates an environment that's fun to play in. That's awesome. But also, it's not finished. It's it's it, it, it it's 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 not, right? I mean, like you said it earlier, so the experience that everyone's going to remember is the game that's already out. Yeah, that's not, that's that's not what, what I'm talking judging. about. That's not what I'm talking about. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not, say, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be eligible because it's not finished. I'm saying the fact that you're playing it and it's visibly unfinished. Is that, that's the experience that everybody's experiencing. And that's the, experience, that's the experience that we have to take into account when we're talking about the, the best 10 games of this year. Sure, but yeah. shouldn't... You could box what PUBG is right now and I would... S- say a complete game put a stamp on it and i would put it above every game on this and i think that's ludicrous i think that is absolutely ludicrous. so shouldn't it why yeah like tetris tetris is literally you putting blocks down a thing and and you know what happens in tetris i don't i don't fall through a map in tetris right like i think that something should be said for like you you are like obviously hounding it for the polish which i think is valid but i do think it should be considered how much we're defending it Based on those flaws, like that says something. Yeah, but also, I, I also think, I also think fandom is a thing, right? And like, I think if if we're talking about design decisions, like, explain to me because you 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 actually made a very good point about the plane and the way the plane operates in PUBG. And so, Alex, I want you, I want you to tell me what are the design decisions that that took PUBG out of the realm of being a Daisy like or a, an H one Z one like and put it in its own atmosphere of incredible game design or, 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 or being an incredible game. Sure. Uh, I think when you like, I think just at its core, uh, it's map design. Uh, so essentially one of the reasons I love PUBG is every part like that map is, you know, it, it takes, let's say it takes 20 minutes to get across it running. Um, each one of those areas feels like, a multiplayer map in and of itself. And what takes it to the next level is the freedom to run around through all of those incredibly well-designed areas. And I think, I mean, I think it's a lot of it is map design for me. Okay. Uh, what, what, 
what else? What like what else? What it, is is the map the thing that pushes that game over? Over the others, like uh, having played other games like Fortnite and stuff. Yes, like playing Fortnite, I feel like I only have to like it doesn't it doesn't feel like a. It feels like when they're putting that map design into place, it, it felt like, okay, it's been 25 meters. We should probably put another another city or a, you know, a, a shopping mall or something here. Or, okay, here's another 20 feet. Let's put something here. Whereas PUBG, it's like, it seems like an actual place that I'm in. Like, man, I am, I've been walking for 10 minutes and all I've seen is like a little shack. It just feels more natural. And, and I think it, it's more believable for me. I think that might be part of it. Um, and when I do get to those bigger moments, I feel like I'm rewarded for surviving. Like, I don't know, like there's a lot of open space that I think adds to the tension. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that is map design. Like it's, oh man, I've been running for five minutes. How have I not been seen? Um, and then once I do get to, if I get to hiding or I get to a city or I find a car, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's, it's, it makes, I feel like it makes the rewards much bigger based on, I think a lot of it is map design. Um, Cause yeah, you could say like, there's, like you said, there's other games that do it. Uh, H1Z1 and stuff, but I do think specifically PUBG's both of its maps uh, factor in like they have like an incredible, I don't know, they they, I, they just form these like almost gauntlets that you have to run through that I think, and and, and the cram spaces, the cram spaces are chaotic and hectic, like it, I, I, I don't know, like I think a lot of it is map design for me. Like okay. if, if desert, like if you, like the whole game is essentially, like if they brought the desert map out that's out now, um, and like that map wasn't fine tuned, there would be so many bad gameplay experiences. Like I feel like it would be blatant that it was like it just wouldn't work. Um, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Do you think it's better than Golf Story? Uh, yes. I would put PUBG over Near. I might even put it over Mario. I would definitely put it over Wolfenstein. Uh, I would put it over Cuphead, probably. Just fun. Like I'm not talking technical. Yeah. yeah. See, and that's where that's where it gets complicated because for me, playing Pokemon Go last year was super fun. Probably the most fun I had with the game. I wouldn't dare uh, put it over a lot of the other games I played, even though it was a fun experience because Pokemon Go as an application was very broken and did not work for all the time. I, I also it. Pokemon Go just didn't like. I I had fun with it. But it's also a free-to-play mobile game, and I just think its design wasn't all that fun after a week. But um, I, I do think a lot of those things, a lot of the same thing, things from Pokemon Go apply to the PUBG conversation of, like, when you're talking about fun, I think that applies to, the, to Pokemon Go. When you when you talk about popularity, impact, and all, and all that stuff, all that stuff applies to Pokemon Go. Sure, yeah. I think the thing, I think I think the thing that if, you're saying about the map is valid. But Yeah, that, like, I feel like the actual design of specifically battle like if let's say like battle royale is this huge genre that has 20 games in it i feel like PUBG, out of the ones that i've played and i've played several of them PUBG's mm-hmm. actual design like map design the weapons that are in it um like the spawn point like everything like where the flight paths are arranged like i think it's all like really perfectly fine-tuned for just fun um and that's kind of my argument for it and i have so much fun in that scenario and in that very and granted I say finely tuned. I mean like design wise, like here's where we're going to put this. Here's where this fits. Here's how this interacts with that. Not necessarily. I'm talking more of that than like just pure performance, like no crash, that kind of thing. So I think the design fine tuning of the design gives me so much fun. Like I've literally played a hundred hours on one map. 
this year. I just started playing the desert map this week. Uh, and well, everybody I, did. But. Yeah, true, true. Everybody mm. did. But I like I I'm still I don't know like I I just feel like that map is incredible and has a huge part of it. Um, granted, there's more things to it, like the actual like setup of 100 people. But I do think the actual like like visible design plays a large role in PUBG's success mm-hmm. and plays directly to its tension and all of the like core tenets of it's of what also makes it fun, you know? Mm. Um, that's kind of my argument for it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's, I, I just want it on the list. Even if it's even, I don't think it's going to get higher than 10, but I do think it deserves to be on the list for its design choices. Can we call, can we cut golf story and put that as number 10 then? I'm fine with that. Will that satiate people? Yes. I'm fine with that. I feel betrayed by cutting golf story, but we got to, we got to somehow find a resolution to this podcast. All right. So I guess we can number these. Um, I'm going to start, start these. from 10 and go down. Wow. Uh, yeah. Oh no, we're just lo- looking at the doc and renum- and renumbering these things. Okay. Um, so golf story is number 10. Uh, crap, where do we want to start? Oh, I think it should be 10, it should be PUBG. Uh, mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think 9 should be Night in the Woods or Persona. That's a good point, considering I, the way we talk about those games. I could I could put Persona 9. Ian, what do you think? What happened? I disassociated. I was looking at Teddy Graham models. Um... <laughs> We're trying to order them, and it seems like it's either Persona 5 or Night in the Woods for number 9 and number 8. Persona 5, 9, Night in the Woods, 8. Okay. Even though I'll... Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I I mean, I know I'm going to lose the fight, but, like, I I, I think... I don't think Night in the Woods is going to crack top 5, obviously, but I think it's better than Wolfenstein 2, and I know I'm going to get... Oh, yeah, you're losing that fight. But also, I think unless, unless anybody else, I think Wolfenstein Two then should go right after Night in the Woods. Then I would put Wolfenstein Two above. I put it above Hellblade. Yeah, I probably would but too. I think a lot more. I, Brandon will put it. Will put Hellblade probably above it. Yeah, yeah. I would put Hellblade way above Wolfenstein. I'd say Wolfenstein next. I also for say number Wolfenstein seven. next. Yeah. Wait, Nato, did you play Wolfenstein? Um, did hey? you play Wolfenstein? Wait, did we not put... Oh, no, okay, Nier is here. Okay, good. No, I didn't. I hated Wolfenstein 1, and, I play, and I've and watched people play through Wolfenstein 2. And I didn't like Wolfenstein 1 either. Like, I thought Wolfenstein 2 like was excellent. Sounds like Nato's not a part of the resistance, boys. Yeah, I like them Nazis. I would put Wolfenstein above Cuphead. Cuphead? Yeah. Jesus, I don't know. Um, you killed you killed PUBG. Like you've you've used your big. I didn't kill PUBG. PUBG is on the list. I obviously lost. God, PUBG is number ten. Wise, you won. Um, let's see. What do we have? Can we remove the ones that we put on the list? I'm gonna remove Night in the Woods from down here, just so I can see better. It's also um, it's also down there twice. It's at the top for some reason. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank All you. All right, so um, for those listening, we have number ten is Player Knows Battlegrounds. Number nine is Persona Five, and number eight is Night in the Woods. Um, and it, I, with the Wolfenstein talk, I'm looking at what's on the list. I'm looking at what's off the list. And I think I, I, I think I, I'm agree with you guys that Wolfenstein two, 
I think Wolfenstein two and Cuphead are six and seven and what in in some yeah. type of order. Yeah, I yep. think so. Uh I really like Cuphead feels like totally different and fresh. Um even if a lot of that has to do with its A V presentation. Um it's just so distinct. Like I'm I'm whereas like Wolfenstein is like I feel like Wolfenstein's cinematics, like I'm just constantly, I'm running as fast as I can between each section, playing it on easy just to get to the next cinematic. Like I wish the gameplay was a bit more fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wolfenstein, like it just feels like it devolves into typical shooter stuff. Granted, they have cool weapons and stuff, but I do feel like Cuphead as a whole, as a Cuphead? whole product is stronger. How about I agree. this? We make Wolfenstein 2 10. And no. push everything else up. <laughs> So I would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Put a hundred thousand dollars in a Bible. Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Geez. All right. So we have Wolfstein Super Two is number Mario? seven. Six. The uh, cup has number six. No, we're not touching Mario yet. Mario, I would put above Hellblade. Uh, I mean, actually, Hellblade. Hellblade next. Then. Yeah, Brandon this says Hellblade's his number one. Uh, what's everybody feel like on Hellblade? Where would you put it? I'm fine with five. Um, I reckon it's higher than Odyssey, but I, there's no way yeah, in Hellbl- hell that I'm winning. Hellblade, that there's, no, there's no way in Hellblade that Hellblade is getting above some of these other games. Also, uh, Hellblade, like, I'm not a huge fan of, like, the super dark games, uh, which Hellblade is. Like, obviously, it has hey. to be for it to work. So, I'm fine with number five. All right, it's at, it's at five. Hear me out, guys. Devil May Cry yeah. 4. <laughs> Where are we putting it on this list? <laughs> also... Jesus okay, Christ. we've I'll, we've we've like avoided talking about this the whole time. Where where does Divinity go? Two, two, no. Divinity's higher than Near for me. Near higher than two. You haven't beaten Near. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys you noticed how much Alex has dunked on Near this whole this, these the last two two days? Yeah, but I have played Near to completion, and Divinity is a way better game than Near. Yeah, but your opinions Nier, are Nier, notoriously bad. Yeah. Yeah, but no, listen, listen, listen. I will give you a legit reason. You, Most people have to turn near down to easy to get through the game. That's not true. I don't think I that's true. On, on the hard, on hard. I turned it down. I turned it down to easy just so I, I can I, cruise through. Exactly. Yeah, that was, it wasn't you, that I couldn't. It's just that I didn't, I didn't feel like it. Exactly. Well, no game should make you do that, though. That you have to feel like you have to cruise through just to get the story. Yeah. That was a blessing problem, not a that, game problem. That was more, yeah. That was, it's, no, no. I've heard that. I've heard that from. I, I did that on my last two playthroughs for for the was fuck? it D and E. Did y'all even like, play I, the I game? I just got to the point where I just got sick of uh, hack and slashing, so I just wanted to get through the story. I thought all, I thought I had ADD. Y'all motherfuckers have no patience. No, I've I've heard from but, many people that like they love the story, but a lot of them put it down to easy so they can yeah, get through but the actual this is, gameplay. Well, a this, lot of you know, if we learn anything from Wolfenstein too, a lot of people can make big mistakes. This is gonna sound this is gonna <laughs> sound like a cop out. It's gonna sound like I'm making excuses. It's gonna sound like I'm lying. But I just wanted I just I just liked the story so much that I was like I'm gonna put this down to easy so so I can cruise through it, so I can get through this, so I can see more of the story at a rap, at a more rapid pace, like. Yeah, but don't you hear that like sounds like a negative on a game? That the story that is so to... good that I'm like, I'm going to put this to easy so I can experience the story? Yeah, but like you should be able to play the game as well and enjoy the game as much as you enjoy the story. I mean, the story is so next level that I that I I think this is a different this is a di- it's a different case. I think the gameplay I think the gameplay is amazing in that game, especially the third playthrough is really good. They have the counter mechanic, all the chips and stuff. The gameplay is good. Yeah. 
And like I'll, I I'll, didn't have a single problem with difficulty. I'll give it to you that I don't the, think the, I died once. It's not, it's not hard. No, no, I'm not saying it's hard. I'm just saying like people just got sick of the hacking and slashing because that's all you do. I will really. I will say that like I tore the the gameplay. I did feel get uh, got repetitive, and it wasn't like yeah. mind blowing any sense as much as the story and the narrative was mind blowing. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's all I can really say. Because like against everything else on this list, which has both great story and great yeah. mechanics, or just like Breath of the Wild story mechanics. is kind of is, is kind of whack. I think like for what me, Divinity does with the game right master now, mode. For, for me right now, it's it's Divinity or Near and Four. Then you switch the other one into Three. Two is Mario. One is Zelda. I agree. That's, that's my. I uh, agree. God, I forgot I Mario agree. is still on this fucking. Ian's list. speaking that gospel right now. For me, I'd put uh, I would put Near Four, Mario Three, Divinity Two. Yeah. Moises, where are you at? Um, no, 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 Alex. It's called Divinity Original Sin Two. It's the second title. It doesn't mean that we have to put it in second place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, I'll, I'll I'll put my case for Divinity Original Sin. Divinity, like most of these things on this list, are either a single player, a multiplayer, or a great story. Divinity is both. It is four things. It is a great story. Once you get like, well, once you get through like the whole part of it, it's just this great story. Once you get through it all, then it's an amazing single player because like we've only played it with most of you guys multiplayer, where like you didn't get to see the interaction with your own party members that you actually have. You can have hour long conversations with just one character if you want on on your NPCs on your team in the world. On top of that, it's an amazing multiplayer game that has been able to find a way to combine like the the mechanics of this like multiple choice you uh, like that has flooded now the RPG market, but on a level where you can do it against your friends, which a lot of MMOs have started bringing in. But you're still on the same team in these MMOs. But in this game, you can literally become the you can become the big bad of the game. One of the character, one of the people in your party can become the big bad of the game if they choose the right pathway to the end. On top of that, those the single player, multiplayer, and then you have the game master mode, which is another thing. On top of already a amazing single player, amazing multiplayer, you have this thing where you can craft your own goddamn game in this game. So you're saying number four? I, no, I'm saying I think, two okay. for sure. I think Nier should go four. Yeah. Divinity should go three. Reasoning, Moises. Reasoning. Um. Well, I mean, I, I, I love everything I've heard about the two games that I've not played, which are Divinity and Nier. Nier literally makes you question the fabric of human society and life. And while that's great and all... Fuck out I of think... here with your lizard D&D bullshit. It's number four, Nier is three, Mario two, Zelda one. I will say... That is... Because uh, Alex mentioned for Hellblade that he wasn't into like the, the dark games. I will, I will say for a fact that the top-down RPG thing does not do it for me. And I played... Uh, and I, I definitely didn't play Divinity Original Sin long enough. Uh, yeah, you played it. I played... I played I, it was like, what, like an hour or two? And like... Yeah, it did, in that hour or two. I know it's like a hundred hour game or however long it might be, but I it didn't do it for me, and I can't imagine going back to it and it it doing something for me. Like based off of my my time with those types of games, if if if, if that's a valid 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 talking point, those types of games 
are not my jam to the max. I literally just think that the wealth of options that you have in Divinity Original Sin 2 trumps like it, it Nia's good story. Yeah, like I, I um, think next level. I think Nia's good story like, could be story, fantastic. You. But I, I think like Divinity is legitimately like a game-changing game. Whereas like near, like I don't think near, like near maybe sets like a high bar for story, but I don't think that like the model set forth by near is necessarily going to be something that reverberates throughout the industry. Whereas I think Divinity Original Sin 2 is. Divinity did the same thing that Breath of the Wild did for me, except for JRPGs. Blessing, it's okay. Yeah. I, it's I, fine I, that we're the I, two I'm people fine. on, on OK Beast with the highest IQ. It's fine. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Nier for number four, <laughs> Divinity for number three, Mario for number two, and Zelda for number one. All right. Can I, can I do no. my piece for Mario? Like a, a legit piece. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. All right, Mario. Without the rest of the Mario's before it, is Mario Odyssey no. the great game you think? Well, it it's is? great, but it's not. It's not at the level it is now. Well, wait, that's but, that's that's also an unfair question. I, I don't think would that matters. Divinity, also, original like, t- would Divinity even exist without Dungeons and Dragons being created? Like that's many. Not, that's also a very good I mean. point. That's that's not what I mean. I mean I mean the every nostalgia moment that is in Odyssey, whether it's the festival, whether it's the princess tower, the little like where you find the the cat costumes from the previous Mario on the walls, and just everything in that game. If this is your first Mario game, I don't think it would be as an amazing Mario game. Like, Divinity, I mean, you, you can say that about any game. Like, there's nothing. If you com- play, if you play a sequel, any sequel, it's not going to be as amazing to, uh, to you as as if you would play the original game. I don't think that's a valid argument for Mario. But that's the thing. Divinity is a sequel, and you don't even have to go near Divinity Original Sin One at yeah. all to even understand. But what's that's going a on that's a that's a Final Divinity. Fantasy I think, Skyrim I think you can type totally situation. Odyssey without the legacy of like i i, I yeah. really do genuinely think it is just yeah a fantastic i think you, give, you can give odyssey to a child and that child will appreciate odyssey like that, that, that without the context of i don't think they will like i no, i'm saying no I'm, that's mm-hmm. not what i'm saying i'm not saying it's not uh, completely amazing i'm just not saying it's at the level that you guys think it is without the previous, yeah but it, like, that like, context that, still like, exists though child, that context it. still exists we can't we can't remove these things from context because like I, they exist within the context. Yeah, it exists within that context. Also, I'm to counter that point, I'm not a Mario fan and I loved Odyssey. I literally right. do, I don't like Mario. I know I I I tried my piece. I thought I I was just trying my piece. That's why I don't <laughs> want Odyssey that high and I understand if you guys want it otherwise. Yeah. Uh would would anyone want Mario as number 1 and Zelda as number 2? I would, Anybody? but I'm nope. going to lose Fuck that fight. No. Nope. Nope. God, no. Okay, awesome. Uh, so it looks like we have our top ten. Any objections? Let's read it off. All I right. Think, I think number in the woods should be higher, but okay. Number ten, actually, wait. Let me, yeah, okay. Number ten is Player Knows Battlegrounds. Number nine is Persona Five. Number eight is Night in the Woods. Number seven is Wolfenstein Two. Number six is Cuphead. Number five is Hellblade. Number four is Near Automata. Number three is Divinity Original Sin 2. Number two is Super Mario Odyssey. And number one is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Any objections or is that is that set in stone? 
I'm good with that. Near near got fucking robbed. It's like Hillary all over again. <laughs> Night in the Woods should be above Wolfenstein too. Yeah, I, I think we're good. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, ladies I, and I gentlemen, I, I think everything is in the right place. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, OK Beast has its game of the year. It is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to all you to you guys who joined me today. Uh, to have yelled at each other. Sorry for yelling at you guys if I yelled at you today. Um, I'm not I sorry. Y'all, fucking Alex Jones, Australian motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here. You see, the oh, government God. poisoned the water, and that's why you like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Mario makes your kids gay. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Those are the views of Ian Prichel. Um Those aren't the, o- the OKB's views. Um, by the way, I am black. Uh, if you did not know, I am black. Uh, this has been day three. <laughs> Thank if you guys so much for listening. If you're listening, I'm Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be back uh, to you next year. Make sure to stay tuned. Also, tomorrow, Pixel Pulse Radio is coming out with our individual top tens. We'll be talking about them uh, with Alex as the host. And so uh, keep on the lookout for that. Also, stay tuned to okbeats.com for all the guest top tens. Uh, we're doing them until the end of the week. And so keep a lookout for that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, before we send off, is there anything I'm missing, guys? Near got robbed. Popular vote like trump all over again <laughs> awesome 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 you can that's no, like obama i'm depressed right the, now that's what when, this is when when the robot overlords take over and i'm a general and you are all peons we'll see who's laughing <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh i think near's story is like the probably the one of the best on this list but its gameplay is pretty boring after the second playthrough you're right yeah i'll check right. in with you guys um, in like um uh, in like two weeks when i beat near because i finally bought it moise is gonna be like why is this even top 10 this is this is bad <laughs> <laughs> um thank you guys for listening you can find me on twitter at blessing junior you can find ian on twitter at ian why not you can find alex on twitter at it's vanek and you can find nato on twitter at nato j18 you can find and you can find moises on twitter at some dumb username we'll see you Montana ranger next year